Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of Burn Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. Also with us, we have a couple of special guests. We do so, today. In the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios on the back of Jeff's uh, ex-wife's house, Broccoli Rob. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Finalthirdcigar.com. In from Indianapolis. There you go. Visiting for the weekend. Yeah. And on the phone, we have Frank Herrera. Now, we've had Frank Herrera on the phone, or uh, the show a couple of different times before. He's an attorney who specializes in tobacco law and has been helping a lot of manufacturers with their FDA compliance and everything like that. And we're going to briefly touch on that with him uh, a little bit today, but... Today, the real point of this is we want to talk about Cuba and what's going on down there with the people and their plight and their their desire for change. So, Frank, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for taking time out. I know you're on uh, on a vacation with your family and everything, so we really appreciate you taking some time out to uh, to hang out with us. Absolutely. So today we are going to be smoking the uh, Ciceron by Oscar Oscar Valderas. And uh, now you bought these almost two years ago. Yes, these cigars are two year aged in your uh, uh, humidor. In, in my humidor, yeah. and everything. And so we've got uh, the uh, Ciceron, and it has a Ecuadorian wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. And we're going to go ahead and uh, prep these cigars. So, it's time for the official cutting. And the official cutting is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. We hung out there yesterday. Had a ball. Hung out with our man Dan and Miss Cindy and Little John. Had a great time in the lounge just sitting and talking with everybody. Broccoli? You like you like Riverman Cigar Company. I do, I do. Yeah. Great guys over there. You had you you bought quite a few cigars. I did. I bought all the cigars. Any, you outdid good? me. <laughs> Four fine and rares. This guy. Oh up. yeah, got to try several years of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was. Just, you're you're really angling for that box in the giveaway. You know, you got to go for it. <laughs> there you go. Gotta go for it. Well, very. Cool. I have one entry because I did go ahead and pick myself up another one that i swear that is the best cigar i've ever had in my life yeah like bradley yep. well we're gonna dan, find out dan yep. at riverman still has a few for those of you who are interested Boy, in there's not by many you better and, hurry. uh checking it out and if you're not in the st louis area but you still want to support a brick and mortar shop and let's say you don't have one in your area dan can be your brick and mortar shop you just give him a call and he'll do mail order so that's riverman cigar company of crestwood missouri so with that, we'll go ahead and cut the cigar. So, Frank, where are you holidaying at? We are in St. Augustine Beach, Florida. Oh, that's nice. I've been wanting to get back down to Florida. Jeff and I went down to uh, Tampa uh, in November and uh, visited Ebor and did the, the tour at the Newman factory and everything and had a wonderful <clears throat> time. And I really kind of want to get back down there at some point. Yeah, a lot. A lot of history there. Oh, a lot of cigar history. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. That I don't know if you've had a chance to uh, go over to Newman and take the tour at the factory, but man alive, yeah, it is I just have. a blast. Yeah. yeah, I have. Well, anyway, so real quick before we get into the conversation about Cuba, let's do the cold draw here, gentlemen. What are we getting on the uh, the Cicerone by Oscar? Almost a minty floral. I'm going more like cinnamon. Yeah, 
Yeah, but kind of a still a little minty. It's floral for sure. Very floral. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, I get the floral too, but yeah, I'm getting more cinnamon than uh, mint. But I mean, let's be honest, they're pretty close. Okay. Yeah, I'm still getting mint even on the tongue. There you go. Okay. Great. Cold retro. I did same thing. Just a little bit more minty. It, it, it the cold retro. It's dentine gum all day long. There you go. Yep, dentine gum. Minty dentine gum. There you go. That's cinnamony. Dentine. It's the fake, fake cinnamon. Yeah. Almost a minty yes. cinnamon. Yeah. Well, you're just hell bent on the mint. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's I, not letting it go. I'm not a big mint guy. That's why uh-huh. it, it stuck out pretty hard. Oh, fair enough. So, guys, for for those of you who maybe haven't been paying attention to the news, you know, I would give you tea berry gum because it's wintergreen. Really? You're just gonna? Yeah, probably not. No, no. I don't know. So for our listeners, oh wait, you're moving on. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying because we have a gentleman on the phone. And he's, he's... Why are you making Mr. Carrera wait? Why? Yeah, Herrera. Come on, Come on Why? Nick. I'm That's actually what driving. Herrera. Anyway. <laughs> he's even driving. Let I'm the driving. Man talk. I'm taking my kids back to Miami and then coming back to St. Augustine. So I've got all the time in the world. Go ahead, guys. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> I don't think as they serious. De- as that was sarcasm. As they debate what gum they have. Exactly. Anyway. We're good. You just might hear them scream in the background every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my kid screams in the car, but that's usually because I'm careening off the road. Say <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Je- Jeff may at any moment, too. So Yeah, true. So, um... Anyway, so, yes, for our listeners that haven't been paying any attention, um, there is a, I don't know what you want to call it, a, 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 like, a, movement. a movement, a revolution, yep. whatever you want to call it, taking place in Cuba. The folks are finally getting fed up, and and they're, they're mobilizing in the streets. I know, Jeff, you shared a picture with me yesterday showing what looked to be just thousands and thousands of people just pouring into the streets and you know i just don't feel like we're getting enough attention about it no here in the united states and i also don't feel like the pressure on our government to do much about it it's building that's good but they have done their and so here's the thing our admit our president and his administration i don't feel is doing enough to help this crisis along, okay. I I, like I feel like I feel like we're being tone deaf on it here in the country, and I feel like the media, which I'm part of and you're part of, um, at least Hopefully. on on a national level, is being very tone deaf to what's going on in Cuba. True, I agree. So, so Frank, you have a unique perspective on this. Would you like to kind of let's talk about your background a little bit, and then sure. we can get into uh, kind of your yeah. thoughts on what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my parents uh, were both born in Havana in a uh, little neighborhood called Marianao, and uh, their parents were from Spain. Uh, But for all intents and purposes, my parents grew up in Cuba. Uh, My father's family uh, had some properties, had some lands, and um, of course, that was uh, subject to seizure when the revolution came about in So my dad left um, to take what was probably his first job in his life uh, in the United States as a horse trainer. And then once he was a little bit established, uh, about a year later, he came back from my mom and my oldest brother, who was born in Havana. Uh, The rest of us, my other brother and my sister, were all born in the United States. But throughout our entire lives, 
we heard, you know, the narrative about how terrible communism is and how you can't trust the government. And at any given time, your freedoms will be taken away and your property will be taken. And we, of course, as good Americans in the 70s, 80s and you know, early 90s, I guess, were, you know, tone deaf to that because we believe that, you know, our liberties were here for forever. And it was just a joke. And these were just sad old people that were upset because they left their country. And nothing could be further from the truth as we see now. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, they've had their Internet cut off so they can't communicate. Yeah, so, yeah, so when we think about Internet, we think as, as Americans and kind of other first world countries where we've had some form of Internet for a couple of decades now. Of course, we've had high speed uh, Internet, you know, only for a much shorter period of time. But for uh, the Cubans, the Internet is, is you know, really nascent. It's, uh, you know, and the fact that they could, you know, have a cell phone and hit a hotspot in a park in Havana, that's that's really something of real, you know, recent, you know, vintage, if you will. Um, so so we have to think about, you know, it's not like we come from this American perspective that it's like electricity and we all have it. Uh, you know, it's it's not like that. Just, a, you know, at first it was government employees that had access, but it was more like an intranet, kind of like China's, where they would, you know, basically scan through everything and block lots of sites. And then it became relatively open. Uh, the problem is it's connectivity. Um, but like I said, you can get connection in a park if you buy a car from what's called Etska. Uh, or if you're at some of the uh, hotels, which are primarily tourist hotels, you can buy, you know, an Internet card and, um, you know, sit there for 10 or 20 minutes or whatever it is and get your emails. And I've been to Cuba four times now, um, which growing up, uh, you know, I would have been hung by the balls what? if I even mentioned going to Cuba. And that's actually a really good point because that's 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 controversial amongst yeah. uh, you know yeah. either people that have fled Cuba or or descendants. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you precisely why I did it. Yeah, uh, the first time I did it, and then sixteen or seventeen, whatever it was, is when Obama kind of lifted things up. My mother was uh, probably eighty three years old, and in her entire life. You know, she's been talking about going back, but would never go back until the Castro's were gone. But, you know, being older, our entire family said, hey, you know, she might not have too many more opportunities. So let's let's go. Um, let's not support, uh, you know, the 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 hotels that are you know, run by the military, the restaurants that are run by the military. Let's stay at an Airbnb and try to give as much of our cash to you know, truly local people, uh, recognizing that every every dollar spent there really gets pinched by the government. Yeah. Um, so, so we we did that. We had a wonderful time. My mom remembered every street. Uh, was telling the taxi driver how to get around. You know, and she <laughs> oh, had, that's awesome. She hadn't been, yeah, hadn't been there since 1960. But the point of it is, is we really got to uh, see people, real people, uh, not uh, you know puppets of the regime, not uh, tourist guides, things like that, and talk about things. And, and what we learned on that first trip and the subsequent trips was really that people had no more fear. They weren't fearing that there was some type of Gestapo listening on their conversations. They weren't fearing um, any type of uh, retribution for speaking their mind. And I saw that from taxi drivers and, uh, you know, little uh, restaurants that we visited. Even at the airport, you know, we were trying to, uh, we were leaving and our bags were overweight. And, uh, you know, I said, oh, gee, we have to pay you some more money. And the lady looked at me and she's like, basically in Spanish, I don't give a shit. You know, what do I care? These people, I get paid the same way. So, you know, there were little instances like that throughout my trips that told me uh, that this was um, the pressure had built up, um, that people just didn't believe in uh, anything that they might have believed in before, and that it was just a matter of time for the the critical mass to build up, um, you know, to, to, you know, publicly 
walk the streets. Now, I'm, I know I'm rambling a lot, but, you know, there, there is a bit of a history of kind of this open uh, uh, protesting. There was a group called Ladies in White, La Damas in Blanca, which uh, would openly protest uh, for a long time in Cuba. And, um, and the government kind of looked the other way because they're ladies and things like that. And then they started kind of cracking down on them. And then recently there's this group called the San Isidro Movement, which is really a group of artists and kind of, you know, some, some people just had a fed up. And those groups, they're really dialed into the Internet. They're, they're open to what's going on in the world. And uh, it's, it, I think it's a combination of 60 years of bullshit with the Internet starting to be more pervasive and um, lots of things. So these narratives that it's the Cuban embargo uh, by itself is, is just not true. Um, there are 195 countries in the world. Cuba is free to trade with 194 others. Wow. Uh, the problem is, is that they have screwed every country that they've ever dealt with. They owe everybody money. They're, they're just liars, dictators, and murderers. And uh, that's, that's the reality. And uh, they, just, they just can't borrow another penny from anyone. Wow. You know, yeah, Canada, yeah. Canada could support them. Spain has, you know, had hotels there and done things. So this narrative that, you know, you know, that the uh, United States has to be the savior is just bullshit. Now, would it help? Of course, it would help if they open up the embargo. But, you know, the United States already produces or provides rather um, tons of medical supplies and food um, as far as raw materials to Cuba and because that are not subject to the embargo. But nobody talks about that. And the other thing is interesting is that communism uh, is crying that capitalists are not there to save them. That's the other thing that just, you know, makes me sick to my stomach that they try to play that narrative. You know, you can't support our communists. You know, well, why don't you support yourselves? Oh, because it, it doesn't work. That's exactly. The case. Yeah. Well, and that's and you and I, we kind of went back and forth on Instagram a little bit. And that's kind of one of the big gripes that I've got is that, you know, um, from a from a political um, perspective, in the United States, you know, every president since Kennedy and including Kennedy um, has has pretty much sat back and just done the exact same old thing that really hasn't worked. You know, just the embargo and and hasn't hasn't really put pressure on the government. Really tried tried to like promote freedom and democracy and and everything at a country ninety miles south of us. And, uh, but you know, Hey, it's okay for the cruise ships to go there, you know, and it's okay. We can bring back a couple, a box of cigars and a bottle of rum and you know, that's cool. No big deal. Right. You know, it's just kind of, it's it's irritating that here we are, this, this free, this, this nation that's supposed to be this champion of freedom and just barely South of us, we're, we're sitting with this kind of human tragedy. I'm I'm going to jump in there. Because yeah. we we essentially now, you know, if, if you say the right thing at our southern border, you can walk into this country. And, and it's happening. It's happening apparently every day. The, the crisis on our southern border has gotten crazy. Now, take that and then move over to Cuba, where we have this wet foot, dry foot policy, Correct. And well, yeah, I think that's actually changed. Uh, has recently, it? Okay. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. So we, but we are monitoring the the space in between Cuba and Florida, you know, in between the keys, and we're sending people back. Am I correct, or has that changed? Yeah, no, they absolutely do. Yeah, the Florida Straits are like our our, our DMZ, basically, right? And why in the world? 
if if we're going to let people claim political asylum, would we not let people from Cuba, of all places, claim political asylum? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, there there are there are political uh, perspectives and uh, positions uh, that are more complicated than we can address in this conversation here, mm-hmm. as to you know um, you know immigration policy. In fact, the United States has had a, a just a, a dismal uh, Latin American Caribbean. Uh, policy throughout history. I mean, they just don't understand uh, that mentality. They don't know uh, what to do. They've tried to overthrow some governments poorly. They've tried all kinds of things. Fundamentally, they, they don't understand it. Um, and they've, quite frankly, they spent a lot of their time and money in, in other regions. I mean, we just saw them pull out of Afghanistan, uh, which, you know, of course, they'll probably go back after they realize what an issue that is. But the point is, is it's I think we don't need to spend so much time thinking about what the U.S. can do, but how can we help the U.S., the Cuban people help themselves? And so one of the the one things I think they're proposing is to have some of these balloon um, Internet uh, accessibility points, whatever they call. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know the legality of that from a perspective of international law or whatever the case may be. But I think that's wonderful. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're all we're doing is providing information or the access to information. So I don't think that we're advocating any type of overthrow of any particular place. We're just letting the, you know, giving people, you know, we're giving them pen and paper to write down their thoughts. Whereas, you know, without that, they don't have the, the ability to really communicate their, you know, their, their point. So, you know, one, uh, 60 years of failed policy over and over and over again, a real hunger in that country uh, for those who do not have access to tourist dollars or are not kind of sucking on the tit of the, uh, you know, the government's, uh, you know, little bit of, you know, benefits they can give. Um, you've had, um, you know, you've had crisis in 1994 uh, when there was a kind of an uprising, but at that time there was no real internet. They couldn't organize and there was great fear. So you're on an island. You don't have access to communicate. Uh, phone service doesn't work in 1994 um, very well. You don't have cell phones. You don't have internet. So, of course, any uprising there was doomed to be crushed. Yeah. But now people just don't have fear because they have the, the world stage. They have people listening to them. Um, and quite frankly, in, in all the years, probably 35 years since I was probably 15 years old or 18 years old, I don't know, that I've been paying attention to you know uh, issues on Cuba, um, this is the real time that I think the media, in large part, is starting to actually you know say, hey, man, these people have you know something to complain about, and, and this is why. So, you know, it's really a good day for, for Cubans and Cuban-Americans uh, that people are actually listening to this. I mean, I, I've been to uh, some really poor places in Cuba. Um, I've seen some real poverty. And, and apart from that, the other great lie of Cuba is that it has world-class uh, medical um, service to people because of socialism. And, you know, it's, 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 it's true that they have uh, socialist medicine. What's not true is that they have these great strides. Most of it is bullshit. It's PR. It's cooked up. And if you actually see the hospitals in Cuba, they uh, they reuse needles, they uh, reuse all kinds of things. That you know, my wife has been in, uh, in the medical industry for you know, twenty years or so. I mean, she would just you know, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just not humanitarian to have people you know uh, in those type of conditions in hospitals. So, you know, it's about control. It's um, and and Cuba, unlike a lot of other communist nations, uh, well, in the history, uh, is an island. And so when you're in an island, you're subject to being um, you know, there. And how do you leave? Well, you try to escape in a, in a blown up raft or a, uh, or a boat made out of, you know, pieces of metal and wood with a Toyota engine on it. 
And uh, that's desperation. I mean, years and years people have come over on floaty things. So, so I mean, if, if you see the history of, you know, Cubans floating over on anything that would float, you know, the U.S. media would, would basically ridicule them or others would ridicule them. But the truth of it is it's the greatest testament to, you know, to humanity that someone would risk their lives. Um, even going back to Elian Gonzalez in, you know, 97 yeah. or 98, yep. you know, with the mom, you know, then they try to criminalize the mom uh, who actually died at sea for trying to bring her child to freedom, you know, and then the father intervened and then Janet Reno kicked down the doors in this little house in Little Havana and they took him back to uh, Cuba and now he's a, you know, he's a puppet of the regime. But the Dude, point I, is... I still remember that photo of, I guess yeah. it was, was it the ATF? I don't know which branch yeah. of government it was, holding the, the assault a weapon up to this kid yeah. and the guy in the closet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was there. Um, not the day that that happened, the day before that, I was outside. Um, I was in law school at the time, I think. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's just it's just because I like to see, you know, like, what the hell's going on here? What's this all about? But, yeah, so the, I guess the, the point is, is that the Cuban issue historically is complicated. The, the, the uprising right now is complicated. It's not just because of the embargo. It's not because they want COVID. It's not one thing. It's all of it. And if, and if people have that many complaints, and there's obviously a problem with the government. Yeah, and that's the one thing I have heard is that, you know, oh, everybody's just upset right now because they can't get access to COVID shots. So we just need to get more COVID shots down there for the people. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, let's do that. It's like, really? You think that's what's causing this at this point is just because they can't get their, you know, Pfizer shot? I mean. Well, no, they have they have a shot called the Abdallah. Oh, so yeah, the Abdallah. And that's, you know, Cuba's greatest contribution to medical history is that they have a, a COVID shot, which requires three or four shots. And they found no effectiveness to it. It's bullshit. Everything wow. they say is bullshit. Wow. Yeah. So, so, you know, so on the one hand, they're giving these press releases. They have this great shot. On the other hand, they're blaming us because we're not giving them COVID relief. I mean, fuck off. So, Frank, <laughs> let me it. ask you this. You're not pulling any punches. Which no, I, I love like. it. I love it. But let me ask you this. Us listeners um you know by and large our our uh, listening bases here in the u.s what can we do to either help push our government in the right direction on this or as individuals do to help the people of cuba yeah i mean that's that's complicated i mean i mean at the very bottom of it i guess you can reach out to your representatives uh, to whatever extent that is helpful i don't know you know write a letter and say hey we support humanitarian efforts, the U.S. humanitarian efforts for the Cuban people, whatever that might be. And that's something that, you know, your representative can at least, if it comes up, and I know Marco Rubio has been talking a lot, you know, they can say, hey, it's not just me saying this, but, you know, our constituents believe this. So, for instance, where you are, you have a lot of farmers. And yes. I, I know that there are um, uh, farmers in your state and surrounding states that do provide rice and corn and some other things that are not subject to the embargo. And, you know, the, the, what happened a couple of years ago, I believe, and I might be mistaken on the timing of this, was that those, uh, they're not subject to embargo, but there was a change that basically said that you could not extend credit to Cuba. So what they would do is they'd ship a container or, or ship of rice, and uh, they used to have it on credit, but you know Cuba doesn't pay its bills, or they don't pay them on time. So they said, we can still do it, but it's cash only. So maybe they can set up some type of system where they can kind of still provide that support, still provide some credit, but have somebody on the hook for those payments. So that's that's definitely something that could that could benefit people of your you know area jurisdiction and kind of bring it home as to how you know this this Cuban issue affects their business. Right? You know, and I would also say too that 
maybe our listeners need to start. I brought up the cube, the the cruise ships, and the cigars and the rum and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe our listeners need to take a, more of a stand. And and it's a little thing, but don't go on the cruise ship to Cuba. Don't go and yeah. seek out the Cuban cigars and the Cuban rum. That you know, and it's just all, um, yeah. You know the the forbidden fruit. You know, mm-hmm. start bring bring a little bit of personal responsibility into play you know yeah i don't yeah. know yeah no no well i've been screaming that forever and yeah. people just you know i've been talking about don't buy cuban cigars number one they're shit number well two, that's the other thing yeah. i was gonna say yeah. there's so many better cigars but anyway. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah you know the travel thing right now is not really an issue no one's really booking a cruise to cuba right now mm-hmm. um, you know so a lot of that that's not there just i think the only thing i would ask of people you know joe you know whoever's sitting in his garage smoking a cigar right now doesn't really know anything about cuba is like you know these are people just think of them as your neighbor you yeah. know, if your neighbor was crying out because they're being oppressed, and we see that in this U.S., we, we have, you know, we have challenges to the Second Amendment every day. Uh, folks in Cuba do not have guns. It's illegal to own a gun. That's one thing you should be saying. This is crazy. Give these people some ability to defend themselves from intruders or political oppression or whatever it is. You know, all of our rights, our, our First Amendment rights are under attack in this country. You can't say shit because it cancel culture. You know, yep. that's that they've had cancel culture since the beginning of time in Cuba. So if you don't like the things that are happening right now, you don't like, you know, this woke bullshit. I mean, that's what Cuba's been dealing with. We've been dealing with it for a year, maybe, give or take, really kind of, you know, hard because of COVID. Yeah. All the things that happened last year. They've been dealing with this for 60 years. Don't say that because the uh, the local uh, government representative around the block is going to snitch on you. You know, you can't say that because you're a counter-revolutionary and you can be imprisoned, you know, indefinitely with a kangaroo court. I mean, these are real issues. I mean, these are things that are happening to us right now. We just don't see it yet because the boiling point hasn't happened. But Cuba is, think of Cuba as the future. We look at it as a third world. Cuba was a first world country before 1959. All of the, before Vegas, all that stuff, Cuba was the place to be. Oh, yeah. And communism destroyed it and made it a third world, worse than a third world country. So look at Cuba as the future of America. And if you don't help them, you're not helping us. No, that's actually some really valid good points because you're right. You know, when you look at what's going on here in the United States, it doesn't take all that much uh, down the road thinking and, and vision to to see that some of the policies and some of the, the it, it, I don't know what you want to call it, some of the, the actions here in the United States could very easily turn into the same policies and, and uh laws and whatnot that that well, communist cuba faces and and Absolutely. i posted about this the other day on my facebook wall and and I, you know frank i tend to lean a little you know more conservative libertarian whatever you want to call it um but uh jen what is her name saki what's the the press secretary biden's yeah, press secretary biden's press secretary the other day was bragging about the fact that her their their team the the team in the white house the COVID team whatever are flagging posts to social mm-hmm. media, to big tech, telling them what should and shouldn't be on there. That should yeah, frighten yeah, every that's, one that, of that's, us. That's, that's it. That's it. It's happening. What has happened in Cuba for the past 60 years is happening now. We uh, the, the difference is, is that we're fat and happy with our tech and our comfort, creature comforts, and we don't care. We're not outraged. There are some people who are outraged and then they're deemed to be, you know, you know ultra conservative and this, that. And that's that's ridiculous. I mean, and, and listen, I don't, uh, I try to be balanced. I try to listen to the wackos on the left and the wackos on the right and listen to everything and, you know, balance things and say, hey, what makes makes sense to us? 
So, but the truth of the matter is why in the fuck is the government telling a private company what to say and not say? I mean, that's, that's, you know, if that's yep. not, I don't think it's actually uh, censorship. I think it's, um, it's, uh, uh, gosh, what's the word from uh, first amendment class? It's, it's, it's a chilling effect on, 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 uh, on free speech. That's to, the first thing. Frank, to me, it's censorship by proxy because mm-hmm. the, the big tech is scared to death that the federal government is going to remove their section uh, two thirty. That's exactly right. You yep. just nailed it. Yep. And they, you know, the the whoever's in power, whether it was the Republicans under Trump or the Democrats under Biden, whoever's in power, big tech is going to listen to because the last thing they want to do is lose that section two thirty. Yep. They're going to circle yeah. back. They're going to circle back to them. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. We'll circle back to you guys. Yeah, yeah. So you're absolutely right. The fear of uh, regulation that's 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 looming over them is is something that they've been fighting and lobbying and everything else. But they realize, like whenever you deal with any regulators, I don't care if it's the FCC or FDA or any of these, uh, you know, agencies, you have to kind of play along. So and you have to be ahead of them as well, so that you're not oppressed later, right? And that's yeah. exactly what's happening. And they don't give a shit about us because we're the product. Yes. We're the product on social media. We are all there sharing our memories and all this other bullshit. And they're collecting it. They're they're monetizing it. They're they're monetizing the, the content, the data. And then at the end of the day, they're ratting you out to the government. I mean, they're the real freaking bullies in this country. But but I digress. Well, I, there, there's an <laughs> old disagree. saying. There's an old saying: if you get it for free, you're essentially it. Uh, essentially, you're the commodity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's, that's right. what social yeah. media is exactly. Yeah. So and the funny thing is, is we think of ourselves as this great, you know, uh, constitutionally protected country. And, uh, you know, and social media is going to be our, 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 our link to socialism. Right. So we've all become socialists because we're connected to social media. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, obviously Cuba is uh, so dear to my heart and, uh, you know, so many friends and family, particularly in the cigar industry. I was going to uh, say. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we've got you know great families like the Auroras and Drones and Fuente, and you know, and if I don't name your name, they'll get mad at me. But so many great families that actually left, you know, and uh, they're not, you know, they weren't who they are now. You think of them like, oh, they were these big. No, they were nobodies. They were nobodies when they left Cuba, but they worked hard when they came here. They built up their, you know, their their businesses, and uh, you know, and and they built it all up and. You know, and there's there's that spirit that comes from Cuba, you know, ingenuity and never give up. And, you know, there's things there that we can all learn from, you know, and we don't have to just go there and dance cha-cha and get drunk and, you know, and, you know, whatever. You know, it's not just there for, you know, for our pleasure. It's it's there for to learn some things about, you know, about freedom of spirit and, you know, never give up stuff. So. Whatever. I don't know if I answered any of your questions. But. No, this has been great. So, so while we have you, because we we do want to before before we get into that. Okay. I just want to point out that broccoli and our golden doodle have connected <laughs> on a spiritual level here on the deck <laughs> oh as my we're recording. Gosh. <laughs> the doodle came out and like he has befriended broccoli, and I, I think basically he's going to go home with him back to Indiana <laughs> because they've become best friends in like the last two minutes here. Oh, he's a dog homewrecker, is he? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Stole our dog emotionally. Stole dog. <laughs> I've been accused of that. Uh, well, so, I, and I got to say, you know, being being here and what we're listening to on the news, 
we're just hearing such ancillary things about again, oh, yeah. co- you know, COVID virus or vaccine or oh, by the way, the the Cubans are finally standing up for their rights, and and then it just mm-hmm. kind of stops. It's really good to hear you know more in depth what's going on, what we can do, or you know whatever we can do just to be able to support you know what's going on down there. Yeah, yeah. So follow the hashtag SOS Cuba yeah. on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. you have. Cause yeah. So, you know, if any of your listeners, if you want to take a look at that, there's going to be some kind of raw stuff on there and some, you know, little videos of people get beat up and things like that. But just kind of follow it and see all the support that people are giving. You know, there might be something there that leads you to an idea of how you can personally support. You know, I don't think there's a blanket way you can support, but, you know, there might be something. I know there was talks of, you know, people wanted to do a, like a flotilla to Cuba, but that's, you know, 100% illegal. You yeah. know, need a special license for that. And, you know, so that's not going to happen. Um, and really, you know, there's these ideas like this, you know, mayor of the city of Miami that <laughs> mentioned that we should bomb them. I mean, come on, dude. You know, number one, you're, you're a mayor of the city of Miami. You're, you're not supposed to be engaged in foreign policy, A. You know, and I understand, you know, most of his people are, um, you know, of Cuban descent, I know, because, you know, my ex-wife lives in that area and yeah. my kids. You know, but, I mean, you can't, you know, just don't don't say things like that. You know, we don't we don't need blood, you know, from American, you know, weapons uh, while people are trying to figure things out in the country. Well, and that's, and, and I'm a little jaded towards the politicians because I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, oh, well, that was politically convenient for the mayor of oh, Miami to say, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. Hey, Garner, yeah, you know, garner, garner yeah. some support and votes here real quick by coming out yeah. on an issue. Yeah, that, the guy that doesn't control a bomber, a bomber, or anything <laughs> yeah. to do with the policy is going to start spouting off. But anyway, well, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, a lot of these people have things in there. I'm not talking about him because I don't know him personally. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. A lot of these people have ideas that you know, if they make this grandiose kind of position on Cuba, and they kind of rile up, the, you know, the troops and all that, that one day in a free Cuba, they could become some type of politician there. You know, that's that's a dream of a lot of Cuban exiles, you know, to go back and be politicians there. Or well, it makes a lot, make a lot of sense. Money there. It does yeah, make of a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, interesting. So while we have you, and like I said, we really want to thank you for taking time on your, your vacation and everything to discuss all this with us. Let's talk FDA for a little bit. So it feels like by and large, and I'm not necessarily saying you, and I'm not saying some of the other um, legal minds um, in this battle, and I would hope not the manufacturers, but it seems like, at least on a consumer level, a lot of us are kind of like, oh, everything's cool. It got fixed. Now we're all fine again. (laughs) So where are we with FDA? Sure. So when we think about the FDA regulation of deemed products, you know, cigars, which you know interest us, we got to think about uh, from your perspective. It's mostly uh, uh, premium cigars, right? Mm-hmm. So long leaf cigars, um, you know, no additives, no flavors, uh, more than fifty percent, um, you know, long leaf, not not picadura, things like that. So from that perspective, there's been a bit of a reprieve. Um, the the uh, lobbying and litigation and things like that have caused the FDA to kind of go back. And say, well, gee, maybe we do need a little bit more science on this because we had science for some other things to kind of back up our position, but we really don't have any science on this. Um, so that's what they've done. They've gone through and they've, uh, you know, they've commissioned a, uh, you know, a, a group to really kind of focus on this. There's been a, a, at least one video call on it. There's probably going to be more. I think they have about a year to kind of conduct it, and then based upon the results of that um, uh, report cigars are really kind of uh, should be subject to regulation the way that other products are okay okay yeah so then um 
in terms of manufacturers coming out with new product right now, I know before mm-hmm. they had to go through, they or they were at least planning to have to go through a lot of uh, hoops in terms of substantial equivalence and, and yeah. everything like that. Are they still doing that? Or so yeah, that's part of uh, kind of the uh, the push that the FDA did. They basically said, "Hey, we had this deadline. Uh, if you're grandfathered, you can still have your cigars on the market. And if you weren't grandfathered, well, you had to have file a substantial equivalence report by September 9, twenty twenty. So that that deadline was lifted for premium cigars. But what wasn't lifted was a deadline for non premium cigars. So anything that has a flavor or an additive or picadura uh, that wasn't grandfathered." had to file a report by September 9th and, and presuming that it was in the market before uh, August 2016. Yes. So, so, so we've got to think about the two different ones. And, and I think it's easy for your listeners and all of us to kind of think, well, they're two different industries, two different people. They're really not. There are a lot of uh, premium cigar manufacturers that also make non-premiums. So uh, some of them are being subjected to uh, the FDA regulations. Now it's costly. It's time consuming. It's tedious. Uh, we have already received some substantial culture, uh, marketing orders for things that we filed in September. Uh, we're starting to see those come through. We're also seeing some not substantially equivalent orders, but some of those we, the client knew we were taking a, a risk on, and we just wanted to see how far we could test the FDA on, on differences in the products. Because remember, you're always comparing the new product to a predicate product, which is also a grandfather product. Yeah. So the point, the point is, is that the cigar industry as a whole is still subject to this and still concerned. It's a kind of a cloud on title for the premiums right now, right? Because it's possible that a year or two, the FDA will require substantial clearance reports. Uh, but I can tell you based on what we've had to go through for the non-premiums that the premium substantial clearance reports will be much, much easier to deal with. Oh, okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, um, on a somewhat related but not related issue, uh, in terms of like flavor bands and that sort of thing, are you hearing anything on that side of thing? Yeah. So the the FDA absolutely, positively, one hundred percent wants to get rid of characterizing flavors, uh, flavor bands. So characterizing flavor is say, you know, you have a product and it says vanilla or rum cherry something like that because essentially you're communicating to the consumer hey this probably tastes like cherry this probably tastes like watermelon whatever so they definitely want to get rid of that because they think that that leads to uh, youth initiation uh, basically you know it's a gateway drug if you give them a flavored cigar and then they go and they you know go into a lifeline of nicotine addictiveness which is simply not true um, there's probably some uh, basis in science for some of that stuff but they don't want to see, um, you know, companies, you know, putting, uh, you know, bubblicious, you know, orangey, tangy, whatever cartoons on their, you know, flavored tobacco products. I get it, but there are also a lot of uh, flavored products that do not market to underage kids, and um, you know, they they follow the rules, they do what they should do, and as long as it, you know it, they pass substantial equivalence or whatever else, there there should be no reason to ban those. But the reality is, is that's the goal of the FDA. That's the goal of local governments, too. Um, a lot of local governments, state governments, uh, are starting to issue flavor bans. Um, and, you know, they, they kind of, um, you know, they, they, they kind of take this whole, you know, um, vape um, problem, and it is a problem, and, uh, and some of these other kind of flavored sticks that clearly market to kids, and they kind of say, well, all tobacco is bad. You know, all, all flavor is bad. So we'll, we'll see. I guess the question is, is if I was 
if my money and uh, was, uh, you know, in a factory that was doing flavors, um, I would certainly uh, keep an eye on this, as I'm sure they all do. Um, I would make contingency plans for the next couple of years in case all flavors are, are banned, uh, characterizing flavors. And if I am currently, you know, uh, marketing some, you know, flavor names or cartoons or things like that, uh, you know, I would definitely step back from that and kind of adult up my products. So question for you, um, you know, I've heard people talk about this, but, you know, when we're like, I, I like to review cigars. I do a lot of reviews. And as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm thinking of flavor notes and all that as yeah. well. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, are they going to go that deep to where they're saying, oh, no, well, you got no, you got can't. chocolate in the cigar. So you're no. OK. They're no, looking I, more I for actually so. infused. Well, so they're right. It, it okay. would be uh, the actual uh, characterizing flavor. So that's you putting the names on the products in your marketing and gotcha. saying, hey, this is cherry, cherry, whatever. And then also it's possible that they would require the removal of uh, of these flavors, so there's there's flavor houses um, throughout the uh, you know the world that supply certain flavors, and they're all coded to the manufacturers. And uh, you know there's so there's additives in, in flavor products, obviously, sure there's different percentages, you know, all this, and just, you know, the CAS numbers that are underlying all those flavors. Um, you know, most of them are generally regarded as safe, uh, GRAS uh, by the FDA, but they're not. Uh, there's no such thing as GRAS for uh flavors that are actually combusted so they're they're usually for food right so you know flavor code xyz from xyz flavor house it's fine if you want to put it in your bubble gum but if you're going to combust it there's no studies that say it's generally regarded safe so that's that's the yeah that's the path they're going to go down they're going to say hey a we think flavors are are you know intriguing to kids and we want to you know you know, we want to stop youth initiation. And then B, we don't know what happens when you combust these things, you know, and what, you know, health harm might, uh, you know, happen to someone, even if they're not underage. So when, just to clarify, because I want to make sure that I understand this and, you know, because I've got a question about it. So some of the listeners may as well. When you talk about those, those flavors that are identifying, so a cherry swisher sweet or a blueberry swisher sweet or whatever, may mm-hmm. end up getting banned, but say a Drew Estate Leather Rose, since it doesn't have identifying, you know, characteristics, you know, in in the name or whatever, may be safe. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. So it could be a ban on characterizing flavors in the marketing, right, and, you know, putting on your packaging, or it could be, worst case scenario, that plus you can't add anything, right? You can't okay. put flavors in there, right. So we don't know which way it's going. They don't know yet either because they don't have the science for it, I don't believe. So I think the easiest thing for them is to stop the characterizing flavor because then that's that's objective, right? They can look yeah. at your product you know, and say, hey, does it say cherry on it? We'll get rid of it. Um, the other thing is if you have flavors, you know, that's part of the think of the substantial equivalence process. And that's why they didn't stop it for non-premiums because they want to learn. They want to learn what's going on in these products. So we have an obligation, the client has an obligation, to disclose everything that's in there through ingredient listings and the substantial equivalence report. And then we compare, right? We say, well, product X is a grandfather. It was a flavored, backwood style, whatever. And here's my product that is a new product because it was marketed before uh, August 2016. And I did my substantial equivalence by September 2020. And here's all my ingredients. And then when you compare the two, you know, apples to apples, apples to oranges, whatever, my product does not present a new question of public harm. And there's a whole kind of analysis of that. And then they say, well, it's likely that this change 
you know, does. And we say, no, it's not likely because you don't have any science. We think that's just you guys making it up, you know, so it's a process. So I guess to, to answer, we don't know the answer to that. The fear is that they, they do, uh, you basically, if you have a tobacco product, it basically has to be all natural, whatever that means. Interesting. So is there anything that the uh, consumer can continue to do on that front, or should we just sit back and just kind of wait a little bit and see how this all plays out? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know what, what there is to do there, um, apart from maybe, you know, if, if you're already talking to, you know, some of the industry groups and, you know, and maybe reach out to them and, and to what kind of efforts they have going on. Um, I think a lot of the lobbying is, I'm not involved in any of that, so I don't know yeah. where it is. Um, I will say that on the premium side of things, a lot of these uh, premium guys were not filing grandfather applications when you know the window opened up back in or late 16, 17, I guess it was. Um, and then I noticed uh, about mid-2020, a lot of these guys started filing grandfather applications. So that, that tells me that they're, they're a little concerned that, um, you know, SE reports might be required for the premium industry after all this is said and done. But what I can tell everyone is just from my experience on, on you know, substantial reports for non-premium flavors, uh, the premium reports can't be that difficult. Um, a, there's there's a lot of Atollas in the world uh, of all shapes and sizes. And B, if they don't have any additives, if they truly don't have any additives, then you're really just kind of comparing, you know, sizes and some other kind of things. There might be some other, you know, comparisons, but you're not going to break down. The, the difficult part with what we're doing now is, is uh, comparing the flavor codes and uh, the underlying, um, you know, um, CAS numbers. Um, and that's really kind of the most difficult part for us. But I don't think premiums should be that difficult. It's a pain in the ass and it's expensive, um, but I think the costs are going down significantly, for definitely for us and other law firms, uh, because we're all also getting a lot uh, more efficient at the process. Gotcha. Well, Frank... Man, thank you so much for taking time out of your vacation. We really appreciate it. This has been educational and enlightening, and uh, we really want to thank you for your time. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, guys. I always appreciate your time. Thank and you. if anybody has any uh, questions or, um, you know, wants to follow you, like uh, in terms of manufacturers or something like that, I mean, you know, is there a place that they should reach out and contact you at or or – Anything? Well, um, it might surprise you to say we're not taking any clients. Oh, <laughs> we, hey. We, uh, well, that's, we, yeah, we, yeah, that's not we're, bad. We're, we've got our hands full. So, I, uh, I think Nick know, wanted you to give people your home phone number. That's what not, exactly are no, you no, looking no, 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 but I'm always happy to, to, to answer questions. If someone just wants to call me up, um, you know, as long as there's no conflict, things like that, you know, we, I don't charge for initial consultation and, you know, I'll probably steer them to someone that can help them. The thing is, is most of the people that are in the business are in the business, you know, yeah. so there's not, there's a few newcomers, but, you know, but anyway, if they want to follow me on Instagram, it's just my name, Frank Herrera. Um, I had Cigar Law as kind of a blog many years ago. I haven't updated that in forever. Um, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of slowed down on social media, uh, like the rest of the world that's kind of sped up on it. Uh, I get that. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you so much, and uh, go have fun with your family. Appreciate it, guys. Thank Ta- you. Take care. Well, we really want to thank Frank Herrera for taking time out of his vacation to hang and uh, talk with us about everything. I mean, it. I know it's a an issue that's near and dear to his heart, and so I really want to take time to thank him for yeah, it. Yeah, for yep. sure. Well, and our thoughts and prayers, and I don't mean that. I was going to say, you mean that in the internet way? No, Where no, you just no. want to follow the post? Or yeah, you mean just that put like a dot reality? on it, folks. Stop <laughs> with the thoughts. But no, seriously, we're, our mindset and our prayers are with Cuba. 
because the people of Cuba deserve better than what they have. Yeah. And we're our country is in a position to help that. Yep. And I just don't think we're doing what we can. Well, I like I think the idea par- of the internet balloons. Yeah. Oh, we could we could set up naval ships yep. and blast internet into Cuba tomorrow, yep. and we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And all that would do is allow them access to information, and we're not helping with that. I know. Right? I'm not talking about putting boots on the ground. I'm talking about blasting a Wi-Fi signal yep. into the island. Well, not only that, you're you're also giving them the ability to get information out to people. What's really yes, going on exactly. in these cities, and not just the big. You know, picture of something that they Not want to show you. Not out. Yeah. What the media is showing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, we've been smoking the Ciceron by Oscar Belladeris for a little while. So what's everybody getting? I know. Um, well, this we, is our resident flavor we guy really, here. We really didn't talk about the cigar during the interview because, you know, we had, you know, bigger issues to address. Yep. But I'm uh, maybe just past the halfway point. Jeff's, I'm in the final third. Jeff's down in the final third. Cigar.com. No. Oh, look at that. Jeff gets chastised at dinner last night for not bringing up the website enough, and now all of a sudden he's just dropping, it, twice. dropping it like crazy here. <laughs> like it's hot. I know, right? So, yeah, so Broccoli, what are you getting on the Ciceron? Um, actually, it's it's turned out really nice. I, I feel like there's started off first probably third. It was real, a lot of hay. Yeah. Um, yep. Probably almost a peanut, a light nut. Then when I get into the second third, it got a little bit of cinnamon, um, almost a walnutty taste yep. as well. Um, really nice, smooth, really smooth. Retrohale is really smooth. I'm a big fan we of the, the retro cigars. Oh, we God. We haven't done the retrohale as Jeff's down to the final third there. Oh, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> it's smooth. There's maybe a... Oh, I'm not doing any, any real spice yet. I mean, it's, I it's spice, but not like black there's, pepper there's spice. There's maybe a hint of it. Like it, like you can I'm not tell, there yet, though. Well, no, you and I are... Eh, I'm a little bit less You're than maybe you. just a smidge less than me. Yeah. And there's a hint of it. Like in, it's in barely, the final third. Like it's barely Ooh. starting to creep in. But are you saying that in the final yeah, third is it there? it got real spicy. Okay. Well, good. I mean, it was fairly smooth. Well, it's I a Nicaraguan it. cigar, correct? Yes, the yeah. binder and filler are Nicaraguan. Yeah, it got spicy on yeah. me. Um, no, it's it's a good cigar. And again, this one has two years' age on it. I bought it when we met Oscar for the first time in uh, July. Did he of... sign that box? He did. I, I, mine mine no. is signed in there. Now, I smoked all mine in about the first three weeks. July <laughs> of 2019, you yeah. and I met Oscar at the... Uh, World Famous Hill Cigar Company in St. Louis, That Missouri. was before we even and, had the show. Um, it was before the show. And we uh, we met Oscar, and, and I bought that box of Alter Cues, and I bought the box yep. of uh, Ciceron's. And I still have all of those Alter Cues chilling in the humidor. And really? I have the... I don't know how many more of these Ciceron's I have left. I might only have a few of these left. After today. I think there's like three or four left in there. Are there? I think there was. Yeah, Broccoli and I went through all my cigars last night trying to figure out what we were going to smoke today. I only pocketed about 25. That's what I was going to say. Don't let him run off with those like he's going to take my dog. (laughs) He did. You did manage to score a few off me. And we threw a couple away. Oh, well, yeah, we did. You threw cigars away? We had to throw a few away. What happened? A couple of tubos didn't didn't do too well with mold. A couple of tubos did not. Last, we had a couple of moldy cigars and tubos. Really? Yeah, and uh, thankfully they were in the tubes. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it didn't affect they didn't the whole. Yeah. And then uh, there was a uh, a very old uh, LFD digger 
that was in there that had experienced some damage bad. and had started to get maybe just a little smidge of mold on it and so no tobacco beetles or anything oh no no yeah. no beetles no issues with that and i mean and i trust tobacco me, beetles in your humidor would be devastating let's be real after well no i leave the cellophane on that's one of the big reasons to leave the cellophane on your cigars because the beetles may come out of a cigar but they're not going to get through the cellophane they don't go through cellophane like ah, okay so, you know, whenever so it's harder like, for them to spread, whenever anybody asks, you know, like, should I take a cellophane off when I'm putting my cigars in the humidor? No, leave the cellophane on. That's yeah. it. At the very least, it's one more barrier for those beetles to get through if that were to happen. But I keep mine, you know, generally, I mean, I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure how this happened. I use the Bovida packs. I keep it fairly temperature regulated and everything like yep. that. So, look, I mean, it, maybe it's just one of those things. But I season my cigars out, out of here all, laying on the table on the deck. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. All year long, I and can, you, you end up with a couple that go bad. Oh, let's be real. I can only imagine the freaking Petri dish that your cigars <laughs> actually are. I, I mean, mean, come on. You lit up a half a digger that's been sitting yeah, in your Jeep for a week. Let's talk about that. So, Broccoli, you came into town. <laughs> I wasn't going to waste it. You came into town on Friday. <laughs> Jeff came over to my place, and the three of us kind of hung out and everything in, in my driveway. Yeah, you and, kept me out till 2 in the morning, you sacks. Oh, poor baby. <sighs> anyway. So, so very tired. So, so, Jeff, he's at the point that he smoked, what, two cigars, and you're like, yeah. you know. So, you go to your Jeep to get another cigar, and he comes back with... <laughs> Guys, I swear to God, he comes back with the remnants of the digger Janky the, thing. from the episode that we did with Strong a week ago. I had it in a plastic bag. And and so he's still got half this thing. It's been in a plastic bag in his Jeep for a week. The end of it looked like it was blooming out, you know, just popping out and there. And he relights <laughs> it was opening this. up like a flower. He it relights was. this thing and, start, and smokes it down. And I'm just like. And it was better. It was better on the relight than it was when we smoked it on the show. That's probably super offensive to LFD. I just want to point wow. that out. It, but, but it was. But like, because that is not a me cigar, and you know that all day long. You can sit and make fun of me all I know you want, but you know I don't cigar, like, but like a full body cigar. But it was. I think it was milder after it sat and rested than it was when we smoked look, it all out of the gate. I, all I know is you smoke like a homeless man. Yeah. You. <laughs> Fish cigars out of ashtrays. I'm you, not proud. You smoke like a homeless man, dude. That was that was digging for butts. Was, uh, well, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it was disturbing. I thought it was fairly disturbing. It's like, <laughs> Did you, have, you want me to waste it? I have hundreds. That was of good whole, cigars. Yeah, inside but that was a my whole place. cigar. It granted, it was smoked halfway down, but it was still a whole cigar, Jeff. The fact that you let it sit in a plastic bag in your car for a week, yeah. you wasted it. I smoked it. It was good. I, just, I had no problem with it whatsoever. It's disturbing. Anyway. And then I followed it up with a really nice little Oliva Serie V. Yeah, we broke out the CRA pack. We did. And uh, mm. Jeff had this Oliva. It was kind of like Jesus when he turned the water into wine. They drank the bad wine first, and then Jesus made the wine, and it was all good. And they said... Why did you save that wine till the end? That's the best wine. You usually start with that. That's what we did that night. Anyway. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you didn't like the Bible reference? I it just, I think he's still trying to figure out how it connects. Yeah, I'm processing. <laughs> because I won't we die. smoked the best cigars last no, I, instead I, of starting I, with them. 
you know, I mean, and it's I true. smoked good cigars all I, night long. That I don't converse, know about you. I mean, if I you did. weren't fishing out trash from your Jeep, <laughs> maybe you'd be smoking good cigars all night long, I too. thought that story was apropos because I'm down to the nub. Nice. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> hey, I did finish that night with an Opus X, which was pretty nice. You did. Yeah, you did. It was straight, you that did. was nice. So I... before we get into Ask the Boys here, why don't we go ahead and touch on the rest of the trip. So then Saturday, Jeff decided that he was going to be a bum and sleep until like, you know, three in the afternoon. Well, his While knees hurt. Up. It's true. His knees hurt. And we yeah. kept him out until two in the morning. Yeah, I got two hours know, sleep as he laid in bed till 11. I got you home, got and home I was at so two. Heat up. I didn't go to sleep till five thirty in the morning. I went down a rabbit hole watching Craig Ferguson videos. Therein lies your point. <laughs> that you guy should not be is watching hilarious. Videos. You should not be looking at your phone screen, folks. Just if go you to bed. Are bored, and you want to see something funny? Go back and watch Craig Ferguson videos of him flirting with hot actresses. It was a rabbit hole I went down for like three hours that night. Oh, God. But anyway. So, <laughs> he turned it into an art form. So, so Broccoli, you and I got up, and we went and had lunch over at Top Shooters. Mm-hmm. So that was your first time at Top Shooters. It was good. Good Should, food, good good atmosphere, good people. Exactly. So Great. now you know why we like to go and record over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. And um, then from there, we went and visited a local distillery. Stumpy's. Yes. That was so, good. So let's talk about Stumpy's for a moment. You're you're more into liquor and whiskey and bourbon and all that than I am. So so how did how did you like Stumpy's? I liked it. It was good. The the lady that helped us out was awesome. She was very I mean, knowledgeable and nice. Yes, very knowledgeable. Told us all about the the bourbon, the other spirits that they have there, and um, got to try all their bourbons. The rye bourbon was really good. Bought a bottle to take home. They even had some some flavored stuff, which I don't really like too much. But they had this one that. You and I both, both bought like, a bottle of this. We both bought a box. I think my wife's going to like it a lot. Yeah. But it's like a lemon drop whiskey. Oh, you were talking but about But it this, tastes yeah. like a lemon drop martini. And um, see, and I bought the corresponding blackberry mint syrup yeah. that you apparently, if you take the whiskey, the lemon whiskey, you put a little drop of the blackberry mint syrup, and then you add in some lemonade. It makes just a delightful cocktail. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I've got that. But no, it was a good. local distillery here in Monroe County. Yep. Illinois. So yeah, so we hit up uh, Stumpy's, then we uh, ran over and saw Dan the Man over at uh, Riverman. That's what I yeah. joined up with you. Eventually. Eventually. I, yeah. I got we were there those. nearly a solid hour before you got there. Well, I wanted to give you guys some time together. And then we were going to record with Frank uh, on Saturday, um, but uh, you know, obviously with him in the, on his vacation and everything, it just kind of timed out that we... Uh, we didn't that night, but that was okay. We get to hang out with JT and his lovely wife Emily. Emily. Yep, um, they're rock solid. Good. They people. they yeah. were just randomly in town from Indiana as well, so it was Hoosier night. It, it was Hoosier night at Riverman, exactly. <laughs> and um, you know, we hung out there, and then Jeff was being just an utter bitch about being hungry. So we had I to was go. Hangry. We had to go and find some pasta for him because he wanted. Well, first, the whole time, he's like, I want spaghetti, I want spaghetti, I want spaghetti. And then when it finally came time to figure out where we're going to go eat, we spent nearly an hour debating where (laughs) we're going to go because, heaven forbid, Jeff just say, hey, just let's go here. Or even just go to the one that's a mile down the road that we went to. That's the one we went to. (laughs) I'd never been. Rich and Charlie's in St. Louis. Which apparently is just like your famous pasta house. Yes. It was tasty. From what I understand... They're either cousins or family or were partners, and they split back in the day. And it was amazing to me. I mean, the menus are almost 
just dead on mirrored of each other. Well, and the food tasted just yes, like. Yes, it did. Bread was different, though. Yeah, the bread was different. Pasta House says the little mini rolls. Yeah, which Rich and Charlie's great. has the bread. But Rich and Charlie's bread was good, too. Very good. I, yeah, I, had, I enjoyed uh, it immensely. I, I had tortellini, and it was yeah, wonderful. Mr. Bitch, I want spaghetti, I want spaghetti, I want spaghetti. It gets tortellini. Tortellini, yep. It was good. I wanted pasta. Anyway. Spaghetti was my catch-all for pasta. So then from there, that's when pretty much everybody just kind of split and went home. And uh, Broccoli, you know, he's crashing with me. He came over to my place. and we Not sat with out. you. Separate well, no, rooms. Yeah, separate rooms. Yeah, yeah. Separate yeah. Who's, beds. Who's Big I mean, Spoon? Who was Little Spoon? There's no spoon. It's separate. <laughs> separate. Actually, it should be who was the spoon and who was the fork, if you know what I mean. Gross. Casting couch, baby. <laughs> anyway. The so. brig, big brown couch of, anyway. <laughs> so, no. So, we sat out and, uh, you know, enjoyed some nice That's cigars a whole last episode. night. To talk about your couch sometime. No. The whole episode. So no, so we sat outside, we had some really nice cigars, and we got to listen to uh, this weekend's Cigar Authority, yeah. where, where they talked about what happened at the PCA show. Oddly enough, I listened to that going to bed last night, too, so. Well, there you go. Yep. So we're all caught up on Cigar Authority here. Yeah. It was interesting to hear Dave talk about PCA <laughs> since we weren't, uh, you know, we weren't able to go to that this year. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have gone. I would have liked to have. Like it, I said, my FOMO was, was real. TPE. It was way too close to TPE. And I did think it was interesting that they brought up during the show that they have uh, PCAS contracts out in Vegas for 22 and 23. But then after that, it's up in the air. And they are de- talking with other municipalities and venues about having it. I know specifically Tampa and New Orleans were mentioned. Personally, hate both those options. I love Tampa. Why? I love Tampa so much. But Tampa in July? It just depends on if they don't change the date. Yeah. That's the thing. If they keep it in July, Tampa, which they should. I contend they should. Dave was saying they should change the date. I think I'm I with Dave. contend, no. I'm with Garofalo. If, dude, it's exactly six months from TP. But TPE do you know why they should change it? put flag in the ground for January, leave PCA in July where it's been, and just have two quarter, two halves of the year, you know? It's fine. But it's in the prime selling season, and it's hard for these retailers to get away during that time. I get it. but January if, makes sense. But if you put it in, like, April, for example, then it's only, what, three months difference between the two trade shows? E- even if it's three months you're, different you're, in two you're different doing, places. You're cannibalizing trade shows at that point. Well, I think that's the point of both of them anyway. They're, they're both fighting to be on top. If you do TPE in January and you do PCA in July, that gives the manufacturers plenty of time to come out with different exclusives or new stuff at each show. It gives the retailers periods that they can you know, uh, work their humidors, figure out maybe what they need and everything. I personally love the six months difference between the two. Now, granted, I'm saying this is the perspective of a consumer and, you know, someone who's not a shop owner. I'm not a retailer, so maybe I am dead wrong on this. And you're right. It is a prime selling season. I know when they had it close to the July 4th holiday, what was it, two years ago, I think? I know I talked with a number of retailers that were very upset about it being so close to the July 4th holiday. But um, anyway... I'm just saying, you know, I think leaving it in July, personally, I don't, if somebody has a better argument for taking it out of July, fine, tell me, I can be swayed. As long as it accommodates you, I guess we should leave it. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is, my opinion can be changed, but I just, you know, because, but 
my opinion right now is just based off of what little perspective I have. But you can move it. For example, take a middle of the country. Not St. Louis, but Indianapolis wouldn't be a bad city. No. I, know, I know two years ago, there, somebody. I know I'm not making this up. Somebody mentioned somewhere the prospect that the football stadium in Indianapolis would be a good venue and that the PCA had actually spoke, kind of tentatively spoken with them and that they were like, hey, we're open to it. We'll put the show on the football fi- we'll on the field and we'll open up the roof That'd and you perfect. guys can smoke and do whatever. It's no big deal. That would be perfect. And Indianapolis in July... It's warm. It's warm. But it's not it's 116 degrees. Yeah. Well, the only issue you have with that, though, is, too, they open up the, the field. If we have rain, then you're screwed. Valid, but... And there would be no smoking on the ha- floor. This year has been wet. It has. But... Normally, By and large, the much. Midwest in July is not as stormy as right. this year has been. Right. So, I don't know if rain is as big of an issue as... Maybe we might think. Yeah. Or you open it up partially just to vent. You know, and you, yeah, I mean, you, you avoid open the up middle the strip of the field where it's open. Yeah. It well, just depends the on what the rule is. you got to cross the river exactly. to get to the other side of the show. <laughs> anyway. Well, I don't know. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting perspective on Well, the show. and Indianapolis has done a really good job of having lots of convention space and, and bringing in big events like the Super Bowl and the Final Four and all these things, the football playoff. So, I mean, they know how to do a big events. Yeah. So they would really, I would think they would treat it really well. And let's be real. Somebody who's in the retail side of things in the Indianapolis area, I mean, come on, man. How yeah. much better of a deal could you be looking for than to have the cigar world converge upon your city? Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Vegas yeah. gets that benefit twice a year right now. It's right. Like, spread the love a little. Yeah. And New Orleans, guys, I have nothing against the city of New Orleans. It's not my personal favorite city but what whatever. is wrong with you it is the greatest place eh, on the planet well, i love not, new orleans I'm not fan. but 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 july in new orleans is a, oh, is a be, rough time oh, to be god there. awful the it humidity would, alone. i was gonna say the humidity would be murderous and it's just not a good idea well and tampa would be nice i mean i tampa know it's, it's definitely I not i love tampa but i don't know about july you and i went in november jeff and it we was didn't yeah. per- we were on the beach exactly but we, hell i was in my speedo but we yeah we, you were everybody <laughs> knows but but it's not july i mean i don't know maybe tampa in july would be all right but but but, well, the, but i'll say this what you're doing at that point is now you're putting it on the opposite coast Vegas right. is a, a long flight for the East Coast retailers. Yeah, yeah. You know, so now by putting PCA on the opposite coast, I mean, it, now it's a long flight for your West Coast retailers. So what you're doing is you're basically telling those West Coast retailers, go to T, uh, TPE, and you're telling your East Coast well, people, go to PCA. Let me throw this out, and I'm just going to go just crazy talk. Oh, God. What if TPE moves to Tampa in January? Now you got something. Or New Orleans. Are they stuck on being in Vegas only? I don't know. Because obviously they have other things besides just cigars. They do. So they're... Everybody seems to be like in love with having events in Vegas. But it's so expensive for the booths. It really is ridiculous. Yes. And, and anyone traveling there. I yeah. Mean, well, no, exactly. No, no, no. Now, Our that, travel was cheap. Well... No, not anymore. <laughs> well, but that was... But I will say this. It, you know, COVID. No, Jeff is right to a degree. Because TPE has their event... From Wednesday through Friday, that's yep. a better time during the week. You get day uh, weekday rates at yeah. the hotels and everything like that, and you get weekday rates on the flights. That's true. P- 
PCA having theirs starting on, I believe, Saturday and going through Tuesday, you're forced out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And, I mean, hotels and flights are not cheap Everything's out in double. Vegas yeah. at yeah. that point. So now you're paying weekend rates for everything. I mean, dude, yeah, you and I, we saved $600 collectively yeah. by not staying Friday night, just a one night. Yep. In Las Vegas for TPE and coming back Friday night, if we would have stayed Friday night in Vegas and flown back on Saturday, it would have cost us an additional six hundred bucks just for that one. Between night. the hotel yeah. and the air, airport. exactly. Yep. Now, I one mean, thing the PCA did a good job on though this year was the hotel or the hotels that were close by. You know, I know a couple of um, a couple of brands that actually got hotel rooms to there. They were getting them for like two twenty, two thirty, when they're normally six hundred bucks. So they gave them a deal for they the PCA. Did. But, but I'll say this, during the week when we, when we were out there for TPE, yeah. I was able to get a room for, what, like 40 50 bucks a yeah. night? Oh, wow. I mean, that's the thing. And it was a nice hotel. It's significantly cheaper during the week. Yeah. And so maybe that's something else that PCA needs to consider is giving up the weekend. And Dave talked about it on the show on Cigar Authority. Calibri, they set up their booth. The first day of the trade show on Saturday, the booth was fully set up, but not a soul was there. It's a Jewish-owned company, and on Sunday they all showed up. And when everybody was asking why they weren't there on Saturday, because it's a Jewish-owned company, they pointed out, Saturday's the they Sabbath. They observed the Sabbath. They yeah. observed the yeah. Sabbath, and they were not going to work. So there's an entire day of sales for Calibri that didn't happen because it was on the weekend. So just have the damn show during the week. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever. Well, and you're also missing out on the Seventh Day Adventists. Okay. Well, why don't we get into <laughs> some Ask the Boys here? Because we've got quite a few questions. Pretty sure they don't smoke. Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You gotta ask me nicely. Ask me about my wiener. You got a question? You ask the Apo. Come on, sucker. Let's, Let's get, get it on. on. So, all right, guys, it is time for Ask the Boys where we answer your pressing questions. And we have Broccoli Rob with us for this. So this ought to be interesting. We'll get another another perspective here. Now, Broccoli, you, you pointed out... It's the trifecta. Out, you pointed out in the Cigar Pulpit uh, parishioners group that you were not going to allow us to... I believe the phrase was, use that Adam Protocol bullshit. No, I'm going to revoke the Adam Protocol today. Oh, you can't fully revoke the Adam it's re- Protocol. It's revoked. Well, he can answer anything he wants. No, I'm just you saying, guys are going to answer anything we want. I'm just saying, like, you can't permanently revoke the No, Adam just for today's show. For for today's show, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But Unless yeah. something comes in I don't want to answer. Then... Well, that's the point. <laughs> the entire <laughs> point. It literally is the entire I'll always answer point. third, so it's all good. Oh, okay. So, all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and... Well, before we get into the first call, guys, get your calls into us by calling the Ask the Boys hotline... At area code 863-874-0000 and um, leave a message on the Ask the Boys hotline. So, Damn straight. Now, why don't we go ahead and get into the first call. Hey, guys. Uh, just calling in. My name is Patsy, and I listen to the uh, Cigar Puzzle quite regularly and just wanted to uh, kind of fill you in on, on what I do. You asked that in the uh, most recent podcast. Um, I called in one time uh, a little bit ago and kind of gave some brief stuff about it, but um, I live here in the Midwest, uh, love it here, love that we're in a blue state, 
and uh, wanted to kind of let you know I live in a blue state, and but yet I work at a university. And um, but what that has done is working here at the university I work at has opened my eyes to cigars. Our president and provost are both cigar guys, and I've been to some events where I was uh, invited, and they kind of roped me into that little group. Anyhow, um, I actually have worked in career services for about 10 years. I worked uh, as a um, contractor for a couple state contracts, including vocational rehabilitation and TANF for about eight years before I went to work at uh, the university. But anyhow, um, the coolest thing about it is timing is everything. When I went to work at the, at the college, at the university three years ago, my son was a senior in high school, was already looking at this school to go to. He's studying emergency management, hopes to someday work for FEMA or maybe a municipal emergency management um, position or maybe even uh, TSA or Homeland Security. And uh, it so happens that uh, dependents of uh, personnel or staff at this university get free tuition. So um, I enjoy watching nearly $30,000 a year be written off um, for free tuition for my son to go to school, uh, study, and earn his bachelor's degree in emergency management, all the while it's being 100% taken care of. So, uh, I, like I said, I consider myself the luckiest person ever to have scored this gig um, right as that happened. Um, but the biggest difference is I know I actually just got a message last night from a recent grad thanking me for everything I did to help her learn how to uh, present herself, how to use LinkedIn and other resources to get noticed and network and make contacts. And she is doing phenomenal and credits me with with uh, helping her get to the point she's at um, in her career right out of the gate. So it's not always about a degree on the wall. It's about the skills you've learned, the network that you build, the people you meet, and um, just just making an impact. Uh, she happens to be studying forensic psychology, and she's going to do amazing in that. In the meantime, she understands that she needs to work retail and even bartend. Oh, I guess she got cut off because there's a second part to this. Okay. So you just want to start it up? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start up the second part. But what I will say is this is in reference to our listener, Chris, who called in. Um, yes. He's getting ready to complete his uh, time in the military. Yeah. And Thanks is, again, brother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and is um, is uh, looking for kind of some help and, you know, not necessarily advice, but kind of like experiences from folks about how they got into the careers that they got into kind of thing and everything. So anyway, we'll listen to the second part of Patsy's call here. There you go. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Patsy again. Um, anyway, yeah, again, just stay smoky and have uh, – I look forward to more podcasts in the future. But here's my question. Um, in addition to talking about my career, which uh, I love, uh, I do have a question. I was in Wichita today. Went to both the Humidor and the Cigar, Cigar Chateau, picked up some sticks that I can't get here in uh, my hometown of Salina. And um, anyhow, I was talking to both of the guys who uh, maintain those humidors and uh, staff those, and they were telling me all about the supply chain issues with cigars. Uh, they'll order five or ten boxes of something and get two. Uh, it seems like it's a, 
is kind of an issue right now. Um, what is that going to look like in the near future? Is this COVID related? Is it something else? You know, I don't know what it is. Is cigars just becoming, are they just becoming uh, more popular with the general populace? I don't know, but um, we're having trouble getting getting sticks. I haven't been able to score uh, some of my favorite sticks for quite some time, and I scour the internet even to try to, to order some, but I am a brick-and-mortar girl myself. I like to go to the brick-and-mortars and, and patronize them, but sometimes I have had to go online um, to order. So anyhow, um, what, are, what are your takes on the uh, supply chain issue with the brick-and-mortars and even the online stores? Um, and what do you guys think the, uh, uh, the solution is? Anyway, that's my question. Talk to you later. Stay smoky and uh, hope to get an answer from you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, Patsy. So yeah. the answer to your question is across the board, yes. Yeah. So it's We're a, hearing it from it all the retailers we know. combination well, of everything. And, and COVID, supply chain, or COVID, employers. Or the opening em- of the uh, European markets. Um, yeah. Just everything. It's, well, it's all adding up. You to know, the, the big thing is, you more know, smokers. the one, exactly. And the one thing, you know, this is one of those unique businesses that really boomed during COVID because people yes. are working from home. You know, they may have been a one a, one a week smoker or whatever. Now they're smoking every day. Exactly. Yep. So, real quick, sorry, not to interrupt no, go you, ahead. but like you are in on the retail side. Yeah. And so, as somebody in on the retail side, did you see increases of your one a week smokers now becoming maybe a couple of week smokers? Absolutely. Did, yeah. So you saw that. Yeah. That's a real and honest. Yeah. Thing. I mean, the thing is now you got a lot of people that. You know, going back to work now, they're still working from home. So we've got guys that come in, all um, women and men that come in, and they'll sit there with their computers and work and smoke during the day. You know, where before COVID, they probably weren't doing that. They were going into an office somewhere. Yeah. So I think that's that's a big part of it. You know, cigar boom because now that you know now that COVID, you know, I'd love to say it's over, but you know now that we're kind of beyond some of the uh, you know mandates and all that stuff too, you know, people haven't stopped smoking. They're just trying to find more unique ways to do it. Now, they may not be smoking all day long like they were, but they're still smoking more cigars. And but So you have all these farms and factories that were shut down. Some of them still are having issues with hiring new rollers and stuff, yep. too. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing we're having here with hiring people. Um, you know, they're trying to keep trying to catch back up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to get enough, get some of those cigars in. And I know like, you know, guys like Dave, he talks about, I order 50 boxes and I get 20. Yep. Um, we're not that big. We usually get what we're asking for, but we've had, we've had situations where we haven't gotten everything. We were just talking to Dan about it yesterday. I'm going to leave the manufacturer nameless, but he was talking about how he ordered what, 20 boxes and got four. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the thing too. And, you're uh, you're really taking a gamble, especially. I mean, a, a guy like Danny out there, he's a nice big shop. But the bottom line is, if all of a sudden he orders twenty boxes from every manufacturer, well, no, mm-hmm. he's screwed if they all come the, in. Well, the gamble is, if he starts to realize, if I order twenty, I get four. I need four, so I'm going to go ahead and order twenty, even though I only need four. That way, I get the four I need. Yeah. Therein lies your point. What happens when the twenty rolls in? And yeah. now he's sitting on inventory that he really doesn't need at that moment you know what's he going to do well and mo- mean, most shops aren't going to be able to you know they're going to need to buy other cigars so they're like yep. now all of a sudden their money's all tied up in inventory that that's going to take a while not to everybody sell. has the ability to go out and drop a million dollars like garofalo did exactly. at the pca trade show buying new cigars and everything i mean a lot of these shops are living 
not paycheck to paycheck, but very close. Yeah. You know? Well, because the problem they run into, at least at least here in Missouri, you know, with, yeah. with the, from talking to Dan, they're paying all those taxes and stuff pretty much up front. And then they no. may sit on that cigar in the humidor for two years. Exactly. Well, it's one of it, exactly. Dan's explained it to us before, where you know, if he orders ten thousand dollars worth of cigars in January, come February he owes a thousand dollars to the state of Missouri in taxes. It's almost like a shelf tax. Yeah. And so, if those ten thousand dollars worth of cigars sell in January, hey, no big deal for him to pay that thousand dollars in February. But if those ten thousand dollars worth of cigars are just sitting there, making him no money. Now those ten thousand dollars worth of cigars have cost him eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, and he's got to recoup all that, you know, down the road. And so it's hard to purchase so much at a given time like that. Yeah, but no, to Patsy's greater point, you know, there's a lot of factors at play right now. There are, there are, and COVID definitely did impact the manufacturers. Um, we talked on our last show about. The opening up of the uh, markets over in uh, Europe and how that's going to affect the supply chain here in the States. And I contend it already kind of is. But, um, you know, COVID, a lot of the the countries, Nicaragua, uh, Honduras, the Dominican, reduced the amount of rollers they could have in the factory. Yep. And so some of these factories are running at 25% capacity. I think it's probably increased by now. I don't know if they're back to full, but... You know, they're they're running better than they were. But when you had, let's just, for the sake of round numbers, say 100 rollers, and I know it's more than that in a lot of these places, um, you have 100 rollers, and now you're down to 25 rollers. Those 25 people cannot do the job of 100 people right. and in not the same to mention, amount of time. When you do get back up to full staff, do those 75 people still exist right exactly have or they, moved, they on moved on to other jobs, other jobs. Yeah. exactly or migrated let's be real they got to worry about their yeah. own country or their own uh family exactly you know so it's it's one of those things where yeah you're right the workforce may not be there and so now you got a lot of institutional knowledge may have been lost here so it's it there's a lot at play um i know that uh boxes have been a real issue yeah yeah um, the hinges the the hinges yeah. and the boxes and that's why a lot of manufacturers are, are kind of like reaching out to retailers saying, hey, we can send you this, but just keep the box on your shelf um, and we will send you um, Which bundles to refill. Perfect sense. It really does. But, you know, whatever. So the point is, Patsy, yeah, there's a lot of player here right now. Um, there's in, like, increased smokers, COVID, um, just everything. It's, 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 it's kind of a perfect storm. It's a confluence. It really is. Yeah. It's a perfect storm situation where a lot of different factors have come into play, and now because of that, yeah, you you might be difficult for you to find some of your favorite cigars. You might have to be happy with um, maybe a Vitola that you wouldn't normally go for. Maybe you'd normally do the Toro, and you got to be happy with the Robusto or you know Churchill or something. I mean, yeah. you know, look, you're just gonna have to. Have to expand out a little bit, I think, in this time period while everybody catches up. Because I do think they are working hard to catch up. They are, yeah. I, I don't think any manufacturer is happy with the current situation of being delayed and everything like that. I mean, Well, no, because if they're fully integrated and they control their own tobacco production, their barns are full and they've got new crops yeah. coming and they've got to 
you know, move stuff and, out because you know, there's there, only so much space. And that leads to an interesting question. You know, you've got companies like um, Perdomo that's that's um, you know vertically integrated from mm-hmm. from top to bottom and does everything. And I haven't really noticed much in the way of supply chain issues with them. But then you have some smaller brands where they, for lack of a better term, contract out the cigar manufacturing. You know, they work with another factory that maybe makes cigars for a number of different little boutique brands and things like that. They're the ones that I think are having some issues and everything. So I don't know. Yeah. It's it's. Then there are some bigger brands that I know that I'm not going to name that are having a lot of issues with uh, supply as well. But some of those, you know, I think they bring it on themselves. But that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah. before we get on to the next question, I want to point out... Jeff, you have finished your Cicerone. Broccoli, you have finished your Cicerone. I am down to, like, the final puff here. What did everybody get on the Cicerone? What did everybody think? Final thoughts on the Cicerone. And then maybe we'll go around the horn and talk about what we're all smoking now. Good, nutty. Um, you know, like I said, uh, I, I know Broccoli said he was getting the cinnamon in the halfway point. I got it off out of the gate. Um, you know, just a good cigar. Yeah. And we appreciate you sharing them with us, too. Yeah. Since they were out of your private collection there, Bishop. Hey, no problem. Any any thoughts from Brock? No. It, <laughs> where, it was, where it was last time is where it ended up. It did, the spice did kick up a little yes. bit on the retrohale, but it wasn't overpowering. It was just, you knew there was more pepper there. That's what I was going to say. I just put mine down, and uh, final puff, yeah, the, the spice, the, um, the pepper did increase on the back uh, third of it. And the final little retro hail, I did one, and there was a predominant spice to it. Um, but by and large, it wasn't like you know anything bad or or you know too much. It Definitely was, it different was than the beginning of the cigar, though. For it sure. was. It, yeah. it, it, it there's a lot of complexity to it. So, yep, it was a good cigar. So, all right, going around the horn then. What is everybody smoking? I have a quorum. Jeff with the quorum. I uh, pulled out a Corojo Reserva from Aladino in the torpedo size. Oh. First time I smoked this one. Which was going to be one of the cigars that we possibly smoked today. Yeah. We had a couple of uh, options that we were considering for the primary cigar for the day. And we ended up going with the the two-year aged Cicerone. So I have got myself a Undercrown uh, 10th anniversary uh, Toro here. And uh, I'm going to get this guy all lit up. It's got the little ribbon. It's very cool. Mr. Jonathan would like it. It's got a yellow ribbon on oh, it. Oh, nice. Tie a yellow Man, ribbon. Man, that would have gone really well with his kilt. Tree. Don't you think? I didn't wear the kilt. It would I look that, good. And I, I want to thank you for that. The ribbon would look good with it, man. You got you to gotta deck out. So. <laughs> all right. So I don't want to wear the ribbon. Next question here for Ask. <laughs> Brackley got that. <laughs> Next question here for Ask the Seinfeld. What's up, guys? This is Rob. Wanted to uh, wish you guys a smoky weekend and a smoky next episode. Quick question for you. Should be an easy one. Would you rather fight a chicken to the death every time you got in your car or an orangutan once a year? Thanks for the answers, and have a safe and smoky day. Oh, man. I'm in my car a lot. So realistically, that's a lot of cockfighting. You're used to Again. that, though. You yeah. know, Jeff. <laughs> Air high five. Air high five. Um, Way to back me up there, Brock. I like it. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I, I don't can know. I can answer that. 
Okay. I mean, I've watched enough Family Guy. You know, you don't want to fight a, giant, a chicken. That's a giant chicken. He didn't specify a giant chicken. He just said a chicken. Well, as a farm boy who grew up getting flogged by roosters, it does suck. But an orangutan is just going to kill you. Well, that's my thought. I would think an orangutan would be the worst possible option of these two. Well, he didn't mention what kind of chicken. I'm thinking I'm going to fight a box of um, Ale Emporium chicken wings. Ooh. Which, by the Every way, day be fine. Broccoli did bring the Hermanaki wings yeah. into town for us. Guys, so if was... you go to Indy, you <laughs> Yeah, try if you're in Indianapolis, you got to go to Ale Emporium and get oh, the yeah. Hermanaki wings. It was... They're the best. They are good. Well, okay, now here's the deal. You don't want to cook an orangutan, but every time you kill one of the chickens, you can make dumplings. Now, see, Mm. also benefits. That's true. Yeah. But that's a lot of times, dude. But if you know you're going into it, you just take take your weapons with you every time. That's true. The orangutan, is it a scheduled fight every year? Or is it just like at any point during that year, an orangutan could jump out and You open the garage door to go out for work in the morning and he's just standing there waiting. He's just right there waiting. Yeah. You know what? I think the chicken is the way to go. I think so. Yeah. And let's be real. It's not not BF, though, because that bitch plays dirty. He'll fight dirty. BF will cut you. Yeah. (laughs) BF will cut you. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. He hasn't popped shallow in a little while. That's probably for the best. He came back. And and actually took a tour of your shop. I was say, That's you right. gave him a he tour did. of the humidor. That's yeah. right. You, he he, he kind of disappeared that night. You didn't report him to the cops or anything. Well, he got out so fast. Law enforcement's looking for that chicken, dude. Dude, he was gone. Grand Theft Hat. Well, there you go. <laughs> Shout out there, Al. All right. Well, next question here. <clears throat> hey, guys. It's Adam here. Long-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> oh, this one man. goes out to Gator. Okay. He told me to message him on Instagram, and he would send me some contact information. I did exactly what he said, and I've yet to hear back from him. <laughs> I don't get on Instagram Please a lot. Reach out to me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's, it's urgent, and I, uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I'm really bad Have about a great week. And stay smoky. By social media. <laughs> you suck, Jeff. I do. Wow. Let me wow. see if I can find that. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I was say, why don't you do that right now? Yeah, I am. I'm we, logging uh, in. I say, log in and do that right now while we continue on with... Uh, I have 72 notifications on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> oh my. my God. Yeah, that's bad. So, while he's looking that up here, I am curious about the uh, Aladino Corojo Reserve of the, the torpedo there. What are you getting on that? Tasty. I mean, I'm I'm just barely into it, but it's definitely familiar got those. Familiar notes? Yeah. Yeah, very familiar to the well, I mean, I would I, think so. It's a, I smoked the Robusto last night, yeah. and I, I, I definitely agree with Jonathan on that. That one definitely had a little bit more, a little more kick of spice to it. Um, really nice. Nothing, nothing, you know, bad in that at all, but this one... Definitely smooth right out of the gate. Um, got those baking spice notes and just really nice. Okay, Adam. So here's the deal, brother. Um, I'm back 26 weeks ago, and I don't see a message from you. So I don't know if it got thrown into a spam or what. Wait, wait, Jeff. Are you on your grinder account? Or are you on your... Which one are you on? Yeah, I was going to say, we found out the other night Jeff has a grinder. Account. No, he does you not. You, <laughs> hey. These two sons of bitches are wanting to make me one. It's like, no. Dude, no. I have, I Dude, have the he's perfect a, picture for it. That, oh, that, guy, that, that guy in the picture, oh, wait, I mean, here's washboard abs, man. Oh, washboard. Uh, oh, not, oh, and it's not oh, Jeff. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this Adam Dunbar? 
Was that Adam Dunbar? Why were you? Yeah. He's he's in my rec- he didn't go into my main folder. He went into the spam. Wow. Probably don't follow him. You blocked him, didn't you? That's why he's in the request. It I have now accepted it. Have you followed him on Instagram? I've added him to primary. I'm gonna have to look. I thought I had view profile. There, okay, Adam, I have followed you back. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, we'll get him straightened out here, yeah, buddy. I no, saying. I didn't even know that was in there, so, yeah, I completely missed that. That was July 6th. Okay. So, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Nearly two weeks ago. <laughs> He's talking about duct taping a raccoon to a screen door. I'm really not <laughs> sure I want to give him my address, because <laughs> I don't know what the hell this means. But anyway. Okay. Well, anyway. Oh, God. You're going to have so. to get a video call coming in so people yeah. can actually do better descriptions of stuff. There's the... there's. Explain that to me, Rob. I'd, I'd love to duct tape a raccoon between his screen door and front door and ring the doorbell. Well, you know what? I don't... I guess he means Nick's. <laughs> I'm no, hoping. I, th- I think he's talking about you. It could be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Nobody's know. I don't, mine. I don't want my little golden doodle to... To freak out, though, man. You're golden doodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could tell Bennett emotionally left us today when he met Rob. Oh. It was the shirt. Paul on the leg. Yeah, he was. He was holding hands with you. <laughs> he was. It, was, it was the shirt. He's like, please he was, take me to Indiana. He was attracted to the shirt. He likes yep. my shirt. So, All right, well, moving on to the next question here. Found it. I just, uh, hey, I just Nick and Gator and Broccoli. Uh, it's Chris calling again. I just have a question for you. If you could have a billion dollars tax-free or go back in time to when you graduate high school, school, knowing what you know, which would you rather choose? I think I would just take the billion dollars tax-free right now because there's too much that goes good in my life to avoid to risk losing it. Oh, and Nick, why didn't you get Gator a Big Mac? I get that it's closed, but you could have made them one. I mean, that's what friends do, right? Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Thousand Island dressing, dude, and a couple of hamburger patties. Yeah. Billion dollars all day. All day Billion long. Dollars. Yep. All day long. I mean, I have things that I would tell my high school graduating self, but knowing my high school graduating self, I wouldn't listen anyway. And realistically... Um, I don't care about my high school graduating no. self. I have billion dollars. Well, and I will yeah. say one thing. If it was a million dollars, I would have probably went the other way. Because you could invest in some stuff that you know now that would have made you way oh, more than a million. But a billion dollars is a lot of money. When I was 18, True. if I'd invested in Apple like Forrest Gump, I'm saying all day. Yeah. Forrest yeah. Gump was a man, was awesome, man. He was involved in everything. Right? You just want to just uh, go back and tell your uh, high school self, when Dogecoin becomes a thing... Don't do it. Get no, out. do it. At, do it at two cents. And don't get out when at, Elon yeah. Musk opens his mouth on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, don't do it at twenty nine and a half like you have, <laughs> and it's now trading at nineteen. Exactly. So yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm not back. one to take uh, investing advice from. Let's be honest. And then uh, as for the Big Mac situation, I mean, I can only I do just so much. A Big Mac. It was late. I mean, let's be real. You know there was a McDonald's open somewhere. Not locally, and, I mean, I'm not dry. Look, I don't contract with Dirt Dash. I am not going to bring you food at the drop of a hat from two miles or two two hours away. Hey, okay? can, you, can you get Dirt Dash going, man? We need some food. Oh, God. I'm hungry. I told you, I'm going to grill you pork steaks, you sack. Oh, God. <laughs> Broccoli doesn't want a pork steak. He's in St. Louis. You have to eat a pork steak. <sighs> anyway. All right. Well, next question here. What's up, guys? It's Alan. 
Look, I want to start out with a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I yelled at my wife. Um, I'm not an abusive man, though. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, maybe, but that's for me to know and my parole officer to find out. <laughs> anyway, I had a question for you. Little would you rather. Oh, would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life or join in once. Oh. A little philosophical oh. pondering for you today. There's no win. You guys have a beautiful, smoky day, man. Talk to you later. This is why the Adam this Protocol, is why the Adam exists. Protocol exists. Yeah, right there. And you revoked it. So, Broccoli, you get to go first on this answer. Oh, God. Well, both my parents are gone. So, I guess I'll just say I can watch them for the rest of my life because they're already gone. So, now it's your turn. I think they mean from childhood. No, he said from now, right now. Right now? Okay. So can, I'm good. Go back and review the tape. I don't know if he <laughs> qualified that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no win in that one. <laughs> no, there is no winning. Well, the, there is a win. I'm watching. I ain't joining in. This is, this is oh. an Adam Protocol question if I've ever heard one. Find your happy place. Uh, find your happy place. <laughs> There's no way joining in is a viable answer. No, it's not. I don't care. I, I don't care if it gets it over with after one time. You can drink a lot. But, like, I mean, <laughs> I'd have to be beyond black. I uh, mean, I no, I couldn't. No, I it, mean, drink a lot and, and watch. Maybe, I, I could not join. Yeah. There's no joining in There's on no that. There's no joining no, in hold on, on that. Maybe, no. it's, maybe it's the stepmom. There's no joining in on that, Jeff. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. <laughs> This isn't like an, a, a, a hypoth- this isn't a hypothetical porno or anything, dude. This, I have a stepmom. Like this, this is not something that I. No, 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 no. God, I think I just need to wash my eyes out with Clorox. Let's be real. I'm close to blind anyway. It wouldn't take much. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, getting rid of the Adam Protocol. Yeah, no thanks, problem. Rock. No thanks. problem. This right here is exactly why we need the Adam Protocol, and you're the one who's like, you can get rid hey. of the Adam Protocol. Hey, way to go, Adam. Oh, my God. That wasn't... That wasn't even the same Oh, that Adam wasn't was. Adam, was, was Adam? It? Yeah, it was. It was, was Adam. Was a different Adam? Yeah. Oh, not but the same. But the Adam That's Protocol right. would have still applied. Yeah, I guess it would have. God damn it, Broccoli. <laughs> All right, let's get into something else. Now you know. Now you know. So, okay. All right, well, next question here. Idri Pulaski here. <laughs> I do not mean to bogart this segment. Idri uh, Pulaski has a lot to say, and he has pulled in a lot, as it turns out. But my therapist says I need to make some friends, and you guys are the closest thing I have. Aww. So I apologize up front. Anywho, back to the topic at hand there. I heard you guys mention that uh, you wanted people to talk about Oh, Jerry got cut off, but there's a second one here, so we'll listen to this. Hey, Jerry Polanski here. It sounds like I got cut off here at the last message, but uh, again, due to my uh, therapist recommendations and you being my only friend there, I want to talk to you about a bad first date I had. Oh, boy. Anywho, <laughs> uh, I, years ago, Jerry Polanski was a novelist in the... Uh, no- Northeast region of the state, as it turns out, and I, I was in a going. terrible snowstorm, I and I crashed my car. Oh no! That sounds miserable. <laughs> Very miserable. Out, nursed me back to health in her house, but then she kind of uh, took a 
prisoner of me, as it were, and <laughs> held me captive and uh, made me write some more novels. Was her name and then when <laughs> I tried to escape, she uh, broke my leg, as it turns out, with a sledgehammer. It was Jerry Pulaski's worst case. But uh, love did have Jerry Pulaski in mind, the old Cupid there. And years later, he shot his hero. And Jerry Polanski tried the world of online dating through a company called Big Brothers and Big Sisters, <laughs> and they set me right up right there. God so, uh, damn. Anyhow, wow. I'll uh, talk to you again. As I mentioned before, you are my only friends. We're starting to know why. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. I love our listeners well, so he, much. He didn't, he didn't have a question, did he? No, he just... Well, let's just, let's help out with that. What, tell us about one of your worst first dates, Nick. No, we... <laughs> no. <sighs> well, Jerry, that sounds like a pretty miserable first date. Um, yeah. Sounds pretty familiar, though, too. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think I've seen that movie. <laughs> um, I don't know. Cujo? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty bad first date. That would be a really bad first date. Slobbering, though. You know, I mean... Oh, but, my. You know. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> yeah, don't talk about that. He was just petting my dog. I mean, oh. <laughs> so maybe Cujo's more like Broccoli's first date. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We're moving on because we have got a <laughs> number of calls still to go. And uh, we're already almost to two hours here. So let's let's move on. Hello. This is Mrs. Brock. Oh, we had a considerable road trip to get over there, and he probably needs a good neck and shoulder massage. I'm curious, what amount of money would it take for either of you guys to give him a professional-style massage on the neck and shoulders of steel, or what would you do to barter for it? Can't wait to listen. See you guys. (laughs) So, Lisa, just to be open and honest, Nick already did that last night for free. That is not true. They traded massages on the No, not not true. Son of a bitch. Not true. No, it did not happen. Not true. um, Not officially. Yeah, Brock, I I like you, man. I know some people that I can (laughs) recommend, but... Well, we were just at Riverman. We could have went upstairs and it got could have there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not on your neck they don't and shoulders. Focus that is true. Head and shoulders. Wrong yeah. neck. Don't Wrong neck. It's on the neck and shoulders. Yeah. So. Well, different head. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is neck of steel, if you know uh, what I mean. Uh, <laughs> According to Mrs. Brock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's enjoyed his time here in Illinois. That's been fun. Yeah. yeah. It's well, been a good time. Good. Still no massage, Lisa. Sorry. I mean, no. I'll take care of that when he gets home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, next call here. Hi, this is Chloe, Rocky Rob's youngest daughter. Oh, and my Chloe. question is, what adventure would you take with you to the spa, and how do you think they'd react to it? Hope you guys have a good day. Wait, okay, I can answer a, that all what day. What Avenger would you take to the spa? Oh, what Avenger would you take to the spa? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know my answer. Okay, which one? <laughs> it's Black Widow all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, man. Oh, watching her. And what was massage. the second half of that question? I didn't. Uh, it was. And what? And Oh, and. Well, here, let's just review it real quick. It's yeah. only 13 seconds, so. Hi, this is Chloe, Rocky Rob's youngest daughter. And my question is, what adventure would you take with you to the spa, and how do you think they'd react to it? How do you Hope think you they'd react to it? Oh, plain, uh, uh, restraining order. 
Probably, you yeah. know, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. If I tried to take uh, Scarlett Johansson to the spa, it'd be a restraining order. Scarlett Witch would be a close second. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what also would be funny, a restraining though. order. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, now, you guys are involved. They're all restraining orders. I just orders, want to point so. something out before we move on from this call. That we have his own daughter referring to him as Broccoli now. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, the, the, funny, the funny answer is Rocket. The raccoon. Yes. There you, know, you go. Well, he's not an Avenger. Oh, my God, Gamora. Yeah, I mean, you know. I they're think, not Avengers, I think though. Been, I no, think they're, not, you know, they're Avengers. I would contend that after Endgame, they're all Avengers. True. <laughs> no, but seriously, True. Gamora. Restraining order. God, I'd love to watch order. them rub some of that green off of her, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Jeff's <laughs> got a real thing for the green girls. I do. It goes back to Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. 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 Of course it does. Of course it does. Anyway. You're Ryan I don't girls. know. I don't know. I love it, guy. So what's your answer? I would say we both have gone skeevy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what would be funny at the spa. And I can't think of anything, honestly. With a, What Avenger. about that rock guy that was hanging out with uh, Deadpool? Oh, yeah. He'd be Cor- fun. Korg. From Again, Thor still, Ragnarok. not an Avenger. So. Um, Ant-Man. Paul Rudd's funny. Yeah, that and that would there you go. That would be a good one he's because funny all the way because around. he'd be hilarious the entire time. So exactly, so that'd be funny. Is Deadpool considered an Avenger now? No, not yet. No, soon, maybe it's coming. I don't know. I still think they should have had him as an in credit on I mean, Endgame pop ar- out of one of those circles and say, "Hey, what did I miss?" We've already seen Paul Rudd at the spa when he took uh, um, Michael Scott to the one in Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. I know. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson! Exactly. <laughs> I've never seen it, sorry. You haven't seen the 40-year-old movie? No. Seth Rogen was on Clay- Kelly Clarkson's show and actually apologized to her for that joke. Because <laughs> people just scream it at her on the street now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which so, I think is awesome. So, Jeff, just want to let you in on this little detail, too. You're always talking about his comic books. Yes. We get back to the house yesterday, and he's got a box that weighs like 20 pounds on his front porch full of comic books. Uh-huh. Dude, my, you have a problem. Yeah. Monthly. <laughs> and it didn't weigh 20 pounds. Well, maybe not, but close. Yeah, 20 pounds. No, it was not close. Yeah, probably 18. Oh, my gosh. Splitting hairs now, Nick. <laughs> anyway. You have a problem. Super white flaky ash on this mm-hmm. underground 10th anniversary. Um, That's diversion right there. It was. Well, you got mm-hmm. that. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for calling in, Chloe. That was awesome. That oh, was yeah. really nice of her to call in. And yeah. we have one more. Well, we actually have this one and then I think another one. But this is the one off of it. Yeah, evidently, your whole family called on the same phone line. Ah, uh, okay. So, like, they're all associated with this number and the thing. So, so. yeah, we'll see who this one is. Okay. Hey, Cigar Pulpit. This is Jordan. I'm Rob's son-in-law. And with that being said, it has to be a good question. <laughs> so, what is Rob's, roughly Rob's body count? And for the old people in the group, that means how many people has he had sex with? Oh. See you later, boys. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. Well, Our, Broccoli. Hey, don't well, you wish a, you had the uh, Adam Protocol? No, no, no. That's no, not a up. question that we can answer, so that's all No, you, no. Buddy. The question had nothing to do with me. It said how many do you guys think? It's just You can uh, listen to it. I don't have to answer hey, this question. Pulpit. This is Jordan. I'm Rob's son-in-law, and with that being said, it has to be a good question. So, what is Rob... Roughly Rob's body count. And for the old people in the group, that means how many people has he had sex with? See you later, boys. Straight up asking you. That's I not asking us. I don't believe I heard anywhere in no. there of what we he think. He says, what is it? Back it up. We think Back it, it up, and I'll he, point it out to you again. He did not say. For number no. three. All right. Hey, Cigar Pulpit. This is Jordan. 
I'm Rob's son-in-law, and with that being said, it has to be a good question. So, what is Rob, roughly Rob's body count? What is? For the old people in the group, that means how many people has he had sex with? See you later, boys. I wouldn't be asking myself, what does he have sex with? He's asking no, you guys a question. No, he's asking you to say your number. No. He's dodging in the worst possible no. way. My body counts three, and it has nothing to do with sex. <laughs> Poundage. <laughs> I can't talk about my body. Hobos. Count. Hobos. I can't talk about my body count because hobos and one it goes up. It goes up nightly, doesn't those, it? No, those bodies haven't been found yet. So. Uh. <laughs> That's why I said I have two hobos and one intruder. Three. So, but broccoli. I, I'm pretty sure you're being asked. Uh, body no, I'm, count, dude. It was you guys. He's asking you Are guys. Are you Adam protocoling you this? No, I'm broccoli protocoling this. This, one. Sounds, <laughs> this sounds like he's Adam protocoling this. So, despite what Broccoli said he would do, I guess, Jeff, I hmm. think we're, we're implementing the Adam Protocol? Sounds like it. All right. Red alert. <laughs> it's all fun and games to make fun of my ass in the Brushingers <laughs> group until suddenly you get asked a wretched question you don't want to answer. Hey, brown couch. I'm just, oh, you <laughs> asshole. Anyway. All right, we got one more question here. So, good morning, my wonderful Smokey Brothers. Emily. At the Cigar Pulpit. Oh, my God, it is. I'm sitting here with my husband eating some delicious, gooey, ooey, sweet, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Gooey butter cake. But we got it last night at dinner after we had some amazing Italian food with some amazing company. And, um, and Nick can't remember what the hell it's called. <laughs> what the hell? So if you guys could uh, let me know what it's called, that would be great. The restaurant or the gooey Thank butter you cake? So much. Well, the restaurant. Love y'all. Was, Bye. The restaurant was Rich and Charlie's, but the the dessert was gooey butter cake. It was yeah. so nice to meet you guys last night. Yeah, it really, really was. It was nice to see you again. It was good seeing you again. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, met I mean Jeff, I Jeff only comes out, you know, play every once in a while. So, yeah, well, he's old. He's old. His knees hurt. Old and feeble. You gout. Know, gout. You know, gout. I'd be offended remember, if it wasn't just, true. Remember just, the gout in the elbow? The gout in the elbow. Yeah. And just cripplingly depressed. Yes. I mean, so it's just poor it's, guy. It's, it's just a con- It turned out to be bursitis, for the love of God. It was <laughs> a just, real thing. It's, a, it's, it's just. I had bursitis. Yeah. It's just it a combination. Like a mother. Combination of so many issues over here. <laughs> It's just a confluence of dumb. It's bizarre. That <laughs> yeah. you know what? That needs to be put on your headstone. Confluence Jeff of Jeff Egbert. Confluence of dumb. <laughs> you know? I'm not opposed. I told you what I'm gonna do. And I want to etch one of your naked gardening pictures on the back side of it. Just you with a pocket knife scratching on my No, no, know, no, no, no. I want to have a professional granite do stone. It. I want to have a professional do it. That way, you know, on the back of your stone, there's you naked holding up two pieces of kale. I've already told you. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty funny. Myself. I'm going to have myself cremated and put into one of those seed pods so they can grow an apple tree out of me in the park there in Pinckneyville, and then everybody can come by and eat me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I want to give back. That's appropriate. I want to give back. That's- not entirely it's for what you the children. Do. <laughs> it's nowhere close to what you want to do. But anyway, well, guys, that's been this week's Ask the Boys. We have made it through. Nothing. Yeah. Well, you well, know what? Was I wretched. was going to say, it got I, wretched. I can't say it nothing too terribly wretched because See, Broccoli actually implemented the Adam Protocol. Brock and I know so. how wretched it got, but we know that you're going to probably edit it out. 
Yeah. There's going to be some. Yeah. yeah. There's going to, I don't know how I'm going to get rid of all of it, but there's going to be <laughs> some editing. Somebody needs to call Corey Frisbee up so we can actually you know, no. extend the conversation a little no, bit. No, 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 no. We, <laughs> we need to. Broccoli got to hear the lost tapes. Yeah. There's going to be a little bit of a. <laughs> we're going to let Corey rest for a and little you gotta while. You got to admit, Brock, it was cringy. Yeah. Yeah, it was cringy. It would have made for good radio, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so cringy. <laughs> there would have been a lot of takeaways. Yeah. yeah in yeah. multiple ways. Well, guys, you can get your questions into the Ask the Boys hotline by calling area code 863 874 So, Nick. Yes. We're running long today because of our we interview are running long. and a great round of Ask the Boys questions. Now, I want to point out, you know, something special about this show. Yeah. And part, of the, part of the reason that we are going ahead and taking our sweet time and running a little long and we have so much going on. This is the 200th episode. It is. Now, your various podcast catcher may give it a different number. Mike. <laughs> um, might be 208 or whatever the Apple hell. Was Apple was off out of the first, out of the first episode. Yeah, off right off the bat. For whatever reason, our first episode is episode three. I don't really get that. But um, but when you add up the Gator shows and the little bonus things, that's what they're counting as well. But in terms of actual Honest to God episodes, this is number 200. Nice. Congratulations, So we're guys. bringing some cigar industry knowledge about FDA. I wish we had we're bringing some, some cake or education something. about... Um, Cuba and talking with Frank Herrera, and we got Broccoli Rob here to answer wretched questions. About Along how many with people you know, watching your with. parents have sex, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so thing, and we've got multiple cigars going. We had the, the two year age Cicero, an appropriate age cigar, given the fact that we're at two hundred episodes coming up on our two year anniversary in August. Nice. I also had a nice cup of fucking good coffee. Yeah, well, you even right pronounced it right. Where wow. the fuck are ours? What's that in the? Pot There's a whole there. bean. You can do a little, you know, line over there if you need to. Yeah, go yeah. straight to the brain, man. <laughs> free, free base some coffee. Hell yeah! We'll get the lighters. Mainline that shit. Yeah, actually, um, I do want to try some of that blend. And uh, we can make that happen. Yeah, and so so okay. So speaking of fucking good coffee, look at that. Two hundredth oh episode. Oh my god! Two hundredth episode. He finally pulled it off. What is my monthly cigars? My monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. Where you can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month, come in a variety of sizes. Uh, the the one is the Robusto box, which is four cigars for thirty dollars. There's also the El Presidente, which is what you and I get, Jeff. Uh, that's eight cigars for fifty dollars. Both covered by the MSRP guarantee. The, the value of the cigars within the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. But the 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 advantage of the El Presidente is it's two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So for guys like us that are talking about the cigars and everything like that, you we each have one a piece that yeah. we can we can smoke. Or somebody like me could just hoard them. You could. You could. could. And if you use offer code pulpit, P U L P I T. Get your free shipping on the first box or twenty percent off any of the items in Nick's online store where he has cigars and accessories and other fun stuff. You can use Ash Cash points to uh, get some rewards going and get some discounts. You can also log into FockingGoodCoffee.com and get yourself some Fucking Good Coffee. Yeah, Pinky Ear segment sounds better. It really does. I'm just saying. It really does. What's her voice? Oh, she's got a voice for radio. Why are you so creepy with people? That is pretty creepy. for radio. That is really creepy. Yeah, but dude, this is like the fourth time you've brought this up in like a two-week period. She's got a face for TV, but a voice for radio. Oh! <laughs> wow. 
Well, I'm not cutting that out. No, not at all. Nope. For all the wretched shit Jeff just put on me this episode, I'm going to leave that in. So Pinky's Pinky's delightful. Pinky, I didn't say it. I don't agree with it. I don't support that Wait, you don't think Pinky's attractive? You said she had a bad face, dude. No, a a face for television. That's a good thing. I don't think that's what he said. That was a compliment. I don't have voice for radio, a face for television. I'm going to have to review the tape. Yeah, I didn't think it came out that way. (laughs) It hit the ear as negative, but now he's got me questioning it. Me too, but I didn't think that's what he said. No, you're the one putting her down, and I don't understand that. For the record. Pinky is very attractive. I would say, for the record, she is. And also highly married. I'm not saying that. And this weekend, she's a very attractive woman. And this weekend was Mr. And why you don't want to give her credit for that? I don't understand. I'm. I'm, (laughs) I thought you were a friend. She is very nice, very attractive, but I am a friend. We don't sexualize Pinky. I don't sexualize. I'm not sexualizing Pinky, but I can say if she's attractive. Borderline. Borderline. She's got a good voice, though. Get a half a bottle of tequila in you, and suddenly she's cute. She was cute. <laughs> although, although in my defense, I said everyone was cute that night after that half a bottle of tequila. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, I saw the half a bottle of tequila. It's not quite half gone. Uh, exactly. And, and you were that trashed off of that little bit of tequila, dude. Dude, I don't Come drink. On. I don't drink. There had to be about 12 gummies involved in this, too. Mm-hmm. No, Possibly. there was nothing. He, uh. caught, he caught some shit from the ex-wife about calling the Top Shooters girls so cute. Oh. They are cute. But did you not get some grief yeah, from a the ex-wife? Bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. If we had another hour, we could analyze that. I mean, I the got... The fact that I'm getting grief from my ex-wife. I'm not going to so lie. Cute. I still have quite a bit of my 10th anniversary undercrown sitting here. So, so how do folks reach out to us on the <laughs> socials? Hey, I'm, I'm going to say right now, guys, I'm sitting here... And I can I can see five houses really close by here that you could easily throw a rock at. I'm trying to figure out where you go and take a leak on the side of this deck, dude. Oh, I pee into the vines over here on the tree, or I go over here next to the uh, next to the uh, barbecue grill. Okay, good. I was just wanting to know where I needed to go. Yeah, we'll go those are the here. spots. Okay. You just all you got to do is tuck yourself up into that vine, and nobody can see you. It's a little bright out, dude. Tuck yourself up into the vine, right there. Hmm. Nick's seen okay. me do it many times. He really likes to put his junk into plants. <laughs> Between naked gardening and that, if you haven't gathered, he feels very comfortable. That's with my his kale right there that I was rubbing up on. Yeah, I'm not going over there. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit as well as at Naked Gator, any KKID Gator. That's my page. <laughs> We're also on Facebook with the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group where. Broccoli said he was going to not implement the Adam Protocol, mm. but then go ahead and basically did. Yeah. Now he knows why it exists. And then, yeah. uh, and then there's Twitter, YouTube, where we were going to do the cigar uh, cereal challenge this weekend, but that didn't quite pan out. Like we ate too much. <laughs> we ate too much. at Rich and Charlie's in oh, St. Louis. Dude. We did. I and only then, ate uh, half my baby cow. Yeah. Yeah, Man. you got an abused cow for dinner. I that, no, whatever. abused. He got a veal. It was parmesan. so cute. You can taste the innocence. Yes. So it's, delightful. They caged the... Anyway. Anyway, and then also... <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm all in for the free range cattle. And then, guys, you can call the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. Now, Broccoli, where can they follow you? I'm on Instagram at FinalThirdCigar and FinalThirdCigar.com. There you go. I will say, as you're picking on me for saying everybody's cute, Broccoli got to meet Kristen for the first time. Yeah. She's adorable, isn't she? She's nice, yes. Yeah. Yep, very nice. Yeah, so there you go. All the women although in my she, life are adorable. Although she didn't say a word to me. 
Well, we were brought, we were <laughs> taping at the time. So. I know, I know. Yeah. Anyway, but she did leave the dog to cozy up. Well, with yeah, him. that was nice. Yeah. Sweet I mean, dog. it was weird. She took so just to paint the picture for everyone in the audience. Kristen came out, took the dogs out, and then she was leaving to go Jeff, to Target. Nobody, nobody cares about the dog. What? <laughs> but it came back up, and like the dog just immediately bonded with broccoli. Normally, they're real standoffish of new people. You, you're like the dog whisperer. That's right. Yeah, it was impressive. I don't know what should I say. You exuding some pheromones at the I dog guess, likes maybe, or something. Maybe. I'm telling you, it's the shirt. It might be. You that this, is a good-looking shirt. You got this Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt thing going on. You're very beachy casual here. This is nice. Yeah, well, we're here in uh, Oceanfront in the middle of Illinois. I so, know, right? you know. Yeah. Well, if you were in Ducoin this past week, it was Oceanfront. That is true. They got ten and a half inches of rain in one of the towns that I cover. Yeah. And, like, like the, the state highways and everything were flooded out. You couldn't get around. It was Well, great. there was, like, two inches of ro- water across the road, and Jeff couldn't get his Jeep through it. It was terrible. Oh, was, no, no, no. Oh, I powered I know, through. I know. <laughs> Never drive through standing water because you don't know what's underneath. It could The road could be washed out. Safety first. Oh, it wouldn't be a cigar pulpit episode if Jeff didn't bring up some local issue that nobody gave a shit about. <laughs> yeah, really. What's Dick Watch about? How's Dick Watch going, bud? Yeah, how is Dick Watch? Dick, tricky Dick Durbin. You dick! Yeah, he hasn't called back. Really? I almost brought that up with Frank. Oh, you should have. I should have, because I want to know what you do when your legislator won't answer phone calls. Well, he kind of alluded to that. He said, "Yeah, you can make, you can send a letter or whatever. You're probably not going to get anything back." So, yeah, no, you're not going to get anything back because they don't care. In all fairness, though, I did reach out to my congressman. I'm going to give my congressman a shout, Mike Boss. Mike Boss. Yep, uh, 12th congressional district of Illinois. And last year, I think it was when some cigar legislation came up. Pretty severe cigar legislation came up. I did send an email to his office expressing my thoughts and opinions. As everybody, I mean, you're all very well aware of what my thoughts and opinions are on that. And I did get an actual letter back from the congressman's office stating that they've received my note, that he is a co-sponsor of the uh, Freedom of Cigars bill, the one that Marco Rubio always puts forth, you know, and that he's in full support of the cigar industry and everything like that. And... You know, so I did get a very nice note basically telling me that my congressman is on my side. Man, on this that's issue. really nice and, that and unpaid intern was able to send that letter no, out to him. No, you know what? I'm not saying it was the congressman. <laughs> but at least okay? it was a response. But I got a, but response. He got a response. Unlike and Tricky Dick Durbin, you dick! He won't respond. Yeah. If you can even get in touch with his office. Yeah, I called three or four offices, and none of you couldn't even leave a message. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But that's why Dick Durbin, you dick! Is a raging dick. <laughs> anyway Allegedly well, You got a Dick Durbin before he dicks you yeah, It's true That's what I've been told It almost came out right You got a Dick Durbin before Durbin dicks you Yeah, yeah. I, That's what I said I <laughs> maybe stumbled a little bit but. <laughs> It's been a long show does Brown anybody couch. normally can't hang on this long does any, What? He's normally mumbling at this point Does anybody actually expect perfection out of I can't profession? even say perfection Did you have a stroke? I might have well, yeah, actually. I'm starting to worry about you. He's already thinking about the brown couch later. Damn it! <laughs> you know what we are going to do real quick? What are we going to do We're going to do something special here. Normally, this is a Friday segment because it's three cigars that we smoked this Did week. Did you see how jealous he was last night that our friends that were in from Indianapolis had a hotel room that had a shower with a seat in it? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> see... 
<laughs> anyway. So you know what? Guess what, motherfucker? Normally we do a segment on Fridays. Three cigars that we smoked this week and enjoyed. But we're going to do a special one right now. Three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this weekend. There's been a lot of cigars smoked this there weekend. There has been a lot. And it's been a wide variety. And I think it's a good opportunity, real quick, while we have Broccoli in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios on the back of Jeff's ex-wife's house, to let's review and recap some of the cigars from this weekend. Do you want to go first, Broccoli? We just do like one at a time? Yeah, we just kind of round robin it. Um, he obviously doesn't listen to the show, Jeff. <laughs> well, he's doing I mean, his own wait, segment while we're what, doing that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, my God, he's, he's got his own segment on the Friday show, but he obviously doesn't listen. But anyway. What show are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Cigar Talk. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Those guys are great, man. <laughs> anyway. Doing good, doing good. <laughs> Brian, um, no, you know what? Real quick while we're on this subject. <laughs> oh, Brian, no. Bryant Falconer. Brian Falconer the of Falconer. Cigar Talk. I'm putting you on freaking blast, dude. You were in St. Louis... For the July 4th holiday, you bragging about it on the show, about how you came and visited your family in Shiloh, Illinois, and blah, blah, blah. Shiloh, Illinois is 20 minutes from my house. 20 minutes. And did I get a text message? Hey, man, you want to have a cigar real quick while I'm in town? I don't want to take you from your family. I don't want to take you away from your family. But you can't even, like, hit us up for one cigar. Just I mean, you know I'm going to buy you a goddamn cigar. So you can't even <laughs> hit me up and get a free cigar out of the deal? I mean, come on, man. In his defense, he met you. Fuck, <laughs> Jeff. You just know how to cut right to the soul and just make it hurt. It's okay. Maybe there's a reason he's not calling So us. fine. All right. Whatever. <laughs> so Falconer. Love you, Falconer. Yeah, we like you. So next time you're in St. Louis, do me a favor and hit me up. I mean, come on. This, 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 this would be fun. Yeah. We'll hang out at Riverman. You we'll come off so needy. I just like seeing people. I'm a very social creature, Jeff. COVID hurt me to the core because I couldn't be social. I'm an only child, so I'm used to this. I like being alone. Oh, see, I was good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Three cigars. Go ahead with your first uh, one. I see my first one was the, the Aladino Corojo Reserva in the Robusto size. Okay. Really enjoyed that cigar. I, I didn't think it was going to be a whole lot different than the other ones, but it just had just a little more spice. and It was just a really, really tasty cigar. All right. My man Brock over here hooked me up with an Amendola cannoli. Nice. I had the little emerald one, the green one. Yeah. You probably know more about that cigar yeah, than I do, but it was good. That's a Sumatra. Yep. It was good. Very cool. Well, my first one is one that we, uh, when we broke into the uh, CRA pack, I lit up the uh, Tatawahe Limited uh, Kappa Especial Toro. That is one that was available in the CRA pack, but I guess normally you only were able to get it through, like, what is it, their Saints and Sinners uh, group or whatever Maybe. it is? I'm not sure. I don't know. Cindy at Riverman told me about that. and so. But anyway, super good cigar. Kind of a medium body to it, um, and had some good flavors to the thing. But, man, the retro hail on that thing will kick your ass. Nice. It, just, uh, it, was, it was really good. I liked that a lot. Good. Well, my second one, I would say, is probably that, that Perla Del Mar Corojo that Dan had me try last night. That was a really good cigar. I, uh, I'm a big fan of the Perla Del Mar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one you know I don't think about very often, but you know after smoking it, I really enjoyed every minute of it. There you go. I am going to be shameless. I fired up a gator Dear over God. at Riverman. You can't, like, branch out. I, mean, I already talked about the Oliva. That's true. I talked about it. Oh, earlier. yeah. Let's talk about the Gator. 
He bought yeah. the last Gator, and Emily couldn't yeah, buy I one. Yeah, I caught Emily yep. on that one. Yep. yep. Wow. I didn't know. That was the last Gator at Dan's shop. He's waiting for a reorder. He's out of Bishop's, too. Is he really? Yeah. He's out of pulpit cigars. And I asked Cindy. I said, Cindy, where'd they all go? She goes, we've been mail-ordering them. She said, it's all the pulpit, man. People are calling in. Well, then, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank I mean, you, guys. I would. Uh, yeah, thank you. Did Dan put in another order? As far as I know, yes. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Hopefully, he gets those soon. So There you okay. go. So, my next one is one that Broccoli brought me. It is the, uh, what is this, Siempre? Siempre? Yeah, Siempre? Dapper Siempre. Yeah, the Dapper Siempre. Dapper. Uh, Dapper. Dapper Siempre. I, I like like Dapper Dan. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Dapper, Dapper Dan, Dan man. The Rosado Robusto. Yeah. Good, good cigar. Good cigar. Good cigar. Had that sitting out at my place with the two of you guys. Started the night with that. It was nice. It we was did good. a lot of cigars that first night. We did a lot of cigars that first night. Yeah. So, Brock, your final one? Um, I got to go with that Opus X last night. Oh, that yeah. That was a sweet. I, I or, can't remember which one it was, the name of it on it. It was the it one was, that was out of the CRA pack. It was out of the CRA pack, yeah. but it was, it was really good, smooth, yeah. just very, very nice. Dan recommended the uh, Ashton, and I think it was a Maduro wrapper yeah. on it. Um, real dark cigar, and it's not one. Like, if I walk in the humidor, I'm going to avoid it just because of the look of the cigar. Why are he you was right. racist. I I like shade grown Connecticut. Okay, I admit it. But this was a just a dark Connecticut, like a Maduro wrapper, and it was really smooth, really creamy. Um, it surprised me. It, and he told me he said the cigar is going to surprise you. Don't let the look of uh, run you off. And sure enough, it was a good stick. So thank you for the recommendation, Dan the Man Ponder. Very the cool. man. Well, I had a cigar over at Dan's that I really enjoy. Um, and it was the Dias de Gloria, the short Churchill. Um, nice. it's, it's a really good cigar. It's at AJ, so it's got that spice up front and everything, but I like the Dias de Gloria, but everybody around here for the most part only carries the six by 60 box press. And I just don't we know all about want, you and your mouth feel. I just don't want that. And so, but, but Dan also has the short Churchill and it's, it's a great size for that cigar. I really like it. Now, we'll say, as an alternate here, an add-on, all three of us smoked oh God, that Cicerone. That Cicerone was awesome, too. Smoking that you know, with Frank that on the show, good. that was a yep. really, really good cigar, too. That was too. a good cigar. Yep. I'm happy that aged out well, too. Yeah. Oh, it, it really aged out well. Oscar, yeah. Oscar makes a mean cigar, man. He really does. I'm looking forward to the McFly. Yeah. That one's supposed to be coming that, out, that I think, in October, November. November. PCA. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It's I I don't is it a Superfly extension? I think it's an extension I of that line called the McFly. That kind of Superfly family. It, yeah, but this one reminds called, me of a movie. McFly. Yes. Well, if you look at the band, it'll also remind you of a movie. Yeah, but I can't put my finger on it. Hmm. It's probably one that didn't age well. <laughs> he wants me to kick his ass today. Uh huh. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. Back to the Future aged well. No, it did not it stand totally the test of time. I'm sorry. You are just wrong. I watched it again. I'm with Nick. That's a good movie no matter what. No, you Back know. to the Future is a good movie. No, Back to the Future was a great movie when I was a kid. I've tried to rewatch it, and it's painful. It did yeah. not stand the test of time. I still get the entertainment value out of it. Have you Have you watched it again as an adult? I, probably in the, within the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, come on. You rewatch The Office, like, on the regular. Ugh. And I'm sorry. But there are various... Uh, the Office is one of those shows that 
over time, it doesn't. It's not. It's not woke. <laughs> no, it's not. No, but like, there are I, a lot of wretched things, well, I don't and know they have trimmed care about some that, of them out. Like, my whole thing is that, like, it's just, it's okay, but, like, it's not. There like, was an episode with blackface in the office that you the, can't see it's anymore. Not the end all, be all, like, unless you own the, the DVDs. Show. I mean, there are better sitcoms. But yet, boy, I'd, I'll, I'll that. argue that with you. Seinfeld. Seinfeld is one that stood the test of time. I can watch Seinfeld over and over. Friends, not so much. Mm. Yeah, See, Friends we're rewatching well. Friends now, and it's actually pretty funny again. Yeah, I didn't think it aged well. Okay. Well, anyway. If we're going down that path, we'll make this a three-hour show. I'm just saying. <laughs> the back Look to- at all the smoke that just put off. That thing. What is that you're this smoking? This is that uh, Drew Estate 10th Anniversary Undercrown. And yeah, it's putting off a ton of smoke. I was gonna say that thing. Flavor-wise, on it, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble picking out flavors. That's why I haven't really mentioned flavor notes on it yet. It was also um, the second cigar in rapid succession, so true it does make it harder. But it's it's. Uh, I am I am having trouble pulling flavor notes from it. I hate so. to say it, and nothing nothing against the quorum, but that's why I went with a quorum after you know the the cicerone that we smoked. Because I I knew I wasn't going to be able to pull out notes on another you know like good cigar out of my humidor. So there's a light bit nothing of pepper nothing on against the, the uh, quorum because I like to smoke quorums. There's a light bit of pepper on the retro hail, but not like it's not anything that made me cough or anything like that. Okay. Well, guys, I think I've stretched this out long enough. I've been you ha- think? I've been ha- well. Come on, it's been <laughs> fun. You just don't want Brock to leave. No, it's not that. Oh, we're gonna have a group hug when this is done. Oh my god, it's been fun. Just let it linger a little too long. I just like I said, make it awkward. Just kind of commemorating the moment here. Oh, so. that brown couch is long enough. We could all three sit on it and hug. Oh god, <laughs> it was disturbing enough to sit on it and watch the end of that movie with you guys the other night. <laughs> you you wonder like, why I've been sitting in the chair the whole time. Uh-huh, I get it <laughs> totally. Anyway. So, guys... Um, I snuggled up with Nick, and it was really disconcerting. <laughs> Anything else? For, yeah, but it's okay, real quick, before we... <laughs> oh, okay, before we end this now. Before we end this now. You watched America, the motion picture. Oh, my God. All all, all sorts of stupid, but, man, yes. it was it funny. It's a good movie. It was funny. I just didn't... I didn't realize that all those people were together during those times. That yeah, was I amazing. They were spread out over the years, but... Mm, it was yeah. amazing. Abe and George, best friends, well, buddies God, for life. All the presidents that were at Abe's funeral. Yeah, that was I mean, great. you had Kennedy. I mean, Martin Luther King was even there. He, he was the president, but he was there. Yeah, I mean, FDR and Teddy was pushing his wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was everybody. It was everybody. It doesn't. It's not historically accurate in any way. You know, quit being the buzzkill, Jeff. Wow. I mean, now I will say I for did the love watch. Of God, RoboCop was there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Kinda. I did watch um, the uh, was that the Lower Decks Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm not I'm not an animated guy. That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Are you a Star Trek guy? I'm a Star Trek guy though. Okay, so, so that helps. So that helps. That yes. Helped. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It was harder for me to get into it, and I am a Star Trek guy. So oh, that's why. Funny. Why was it hard for you to get into? It just you know, it's a cartoon. <laughs> you watch Dude, Family you watch Guy all? on the regular. Family Guy's funny. This is funny. I like Seth MacFarlane, I admit it. Dick and fart jokes. It yeah. always comes back at dick and fart jokes. That's for true. Jeff. There's that's lots true. of those in Star Trek, too, in the lower decks. Mm, that, that gets, it gets janky. It's funny, some, but it gets janky. But like, some, but like, I don't know. I'm wearing red, you're wearing red. 
right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening in. We really appreciate it. Yes. Tell your friends. We hope maybe you learned something today. Probably not. Remember, don't put this lid in in your mouth. Now we're Wait, is that out. how you do it? Dang like, it. That, that's how we're You know, I'm going to confess something. What? You guys, neither one caught it the other night. What? I picked up, in the dark, I picked up that digger and put it in my mouth, the ash in first. <laughs> and the son of a bitch ashed all over my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I had to wash my mouth out with my tea and spit it out on the concrete. And nobody caught it. And I was just... It was dark. I kept it to myself. But yes, and now you I had a mouthful of ash. So you put the lit end in your mouth. It wasn't lit. It was just it was out. But okay. But I, I know ate the I ash. know Jonathan wants to know. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. There you go. So all it's right. all it works. Hey, you, you might, might like it. it. There you go. Well, all right then. <laughs> well, guys, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. I'm Rob. Everybody, what kind of Rob? Broccoli Rob. Rob. <laughs> Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. too long or anything. No, no, not at all. No, no. no.